Uh-oh. Oh, no. Motherfucker. Son of a... That has nothing to do with me being quiet, though. Yeah, we just <laughs> lost all of that. Well, I don't know. Maybe we, we did. Maybe we didn't. <laughs> I'm going to be so <laughs> fucking mad at you well, right I now. I mean, all we lost was our... It's only 30 pre ramble It's a half hour. It's basically uh, a pre-ramble. No. But we have to start over from the beginning. We do. Yeah, we it's do. marvelous. Fuck yeah. me. Welcome to episode eight of Views on Minis. I'm Nigel. I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, all right. Let us let me know when you want to start. I, uh, well, you just did. Uh, well, and I got cool off. You said Muse on Minis and all that jazz. Oh, Muse on Marvel, Eggy, Nigel, Colin, Josh. No, no, I'm eight. Nigel this time. Oh, okay. You remember we have to do oh, like sure. we have to do it verbatim. We miss all that Whitney okay. Houston stuff. Muse on Marvel, Marvelous, and then intro. Yeah, okay. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Muse on Marvel. It's Marvelous. Episode 8. We've done this twice. I'm Colin. <laughs> Nigel. John. And Josh. Whoa. And yeah, we're back with another episode. News. Nigel, do you have any news for us? No. <laughs> there are no news. Okay. There's do the news. <laughs> Just redo the, do the news. Yeah, yeah. On the 10th of December, there is a tournament that uh, Chewy89 is hosting on TTS. TTS. It is for multiple. There's like raffles and stuff too, so it's not all wrapped up into winning the whole event. But um, the holiday battle for Weapon X. So you get a chance to... Uh, Buy some raffle tickets. I think he's got like four sets of the uh, wep- the Weapon X box. Um, the winner gets one, and then there's going to be some raffles for the other ones, um, raising money for his channel to like buy cameras and stuff. Um, 64-player, online and virtual, starts at 11 a.m. Event 6397 on Longshanks. Be there. Be square. Are you guys going to be playing in it? No, I got a lifting competition. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be there to oil him up. Yeah. Yep. Nice. What about you guys? I yeah, I'll be there. there. Okay, sweet. <laughs> sweet. Uh, so in case people are wondering why we're acting weird, we kind of did this intro twice. Yeah. What's weird well, but, is we, it's actually good that Colin asked random questions at random times because like, we might not have ever known. <laughs> I was trying to solve the mystery of like why I sounded quiet to Colin. And then it made me realize that it's like, oh, according to this recorder, I do sound quiet, too quiet. And then <laughs> I heard the ominous dun dun dun. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, like we we lost some of those like Whitney Houston jokes and stuff. And oh boy, that was great. There were there were some that like I was like a little questionable. Guys, we got into yeah, cooking. Like, Whitney Houston. Uh, what else? I don't know. It was yeah, great. I lost to the winds of time, yeah. the winds of chaos. Yeah. All right, all right. So. Uh, this wait, are you guys gonna play in that? Yeah, yeah. Nigel and I are gonna play in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Colin has to lift. I can't be there. Nigel's that. gonna yeah. play Mono Colossus. Mm-hmm. And I'll play um Midnight Suns. I'll probably play uh Malekith Cabal. Got it. Like Whoa. Win, just, <laughs> if I could just win just one game with a four point list, you know. <laughs> how, how good how good am I at that point? Yeah. Wait, a four point list? Yeah, Mono Colossus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you would be the best player. <laughs> yeah. Is that even legal? Can you show up? Like you absolutely can play points down. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if you could play like ten points down. Like that'd be your best. <laughs> You're like ah oh, fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <let's laughs> you just like have a normal ten 
like 10 model roster and it's like a 20 threat match and then you're just like colossus yeah these are my five tactics <laughs> cards <laughs> oh boy fastball special yeah <laughs> the uh yeah that sacrifice actually, that is a, a topic <laughs> i wanted to actually introduce to we were doing um i want to do like the uh the muse on the muse on marvel uh fearful symmetry challenge so i basically want to create like a list of achievements and then if you can prove that you did it then i'll send you like a dice box or something but i want like what? I want big ball plays in Marvel. Oh, okay, I, I, mean, I would say like these have to be pretty outlandish. Well, like one I was thinking of that I think would be awesome is in when Weapon X comes out. I'm going to play Mister Sinister because it's all a bunch of healing factor dudes, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take cloning banks and forced extraction, and I'm just on turn one going to put three, three, going to get them samples, put them in the bank, and You're then shooting your own guys. Yep. And then I'm going to. <laughs> you can't attack I'm your gonna, own models. What, what? You can't attack your own models. He has a beam, oh. so if it hits him, but sure. uh, but force extraction just does a damage to three people within three of them, and then he gets three. So on turn one, you don't need the opponent to play into your hands. You can actually just force the extraction. So you put him in the bank, anyways. So you got Colony Blank. So this is my. This is like one of the ones. I've got many of these, by the way. This is all I think about. <laughs> yeah. We'll call these Nigel's challenges. Nigel's challenge. What's uh, What's the Greek thing where? Uh, like Hercules has his trials, like Niles, Nigel's trials. Yeah. Okay. It's the fearful symmetry challenge. Oh, Because uh, gotcha. that's like the most meme tactics card you could probably pull off. Ah, uh, okay, okay. What's fearful symmetry? That's if, you, that if Craven kills Spider Man, he becomes Spider Man. Oh, okay. Place him on your tray. Okay. So, um, see, I was thinking it was like the uh, the poem about the tiger burning bright. No. And framed as fearful symmetry. So I just Jesus figured it was Christ, some kind of Malika thing. No, no. Uh, <laughs> so, Cloney Banks, Force Extraction, a bunch of healers. But then I'm going to put, because my team is Sabretooth, X23, Wolverine, and Sinister, and then probably Honey Badger or whatever. I'm going to take Fastball Special because who I'm going to clone is none other than Colossus. <laughs> and I'm going to play it. If I can get Fastball no Special. No one plays Colossus. If I can get fastball special off on a lit on a game where i had to make the colossus from scratch in the oven i 100 percent get a fearful symmetry prize but then you're just going to give yourself a dice box that you have well yes but people <laughs> that's just one of the challenges if people can do it if they could pull it off oh without a paid actor they have to actually go out and do it <laughs> gotcha okay uh, yeah so it has to be in the wild somewhere it has to be in the wild you have to do it you have to be, be a, yeah exactly you have to pull everyone's off. got a camera in their pocket you just yeah. gotta film it you have to pull off Send it in. a fastball special in a in a game in which Colossus was cloned. Yeah, you don't own a Colossal Colossus. You have to play Mister Sinister and clone one, and you also have to play, play yeah. playing Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're like you don't you don't own a Colossus. So what you have to do is you have to be playing this in a game store where Mister Sinister then accumulates enough, and then you run in and you buy the Colossus <laughs> off the shelf, yep. assemble it on the spot, and then put it into the game <laughs> that and also, perform fastball yeah. special. Boom. <laughs> They'll send you a prize. Yeah. 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 This, this, uh, uh, this started from, um, we were talking about Wolverine. Wolverine getting last second saved by Lockjaw. Then he does, he pays the two to do uh, Call the Pack, which calls all the uh, X-Force. So he, like, he moves, then moves everybody to him. Then... 
he has to go out for air after that. So, so, so. What do you think? What are you doing? Like, are you just like looking at these cards and you're like, what if How do I, I save Wolverine his goal is, with Lockjaw? His goal is to burn all five cards, all five tactics cards on turn one. Uh, like, he's just always trying to figure that out. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> like, what, why are you sitting around thinking about this? That's what I don't get. I'm trying to think of like the sweetest, <gasps> sweetest card drop. Like, just boom, let's go. Uh, another fun one is the forced extraction, advanced R and D. So you forced extraction, advanced R and D. Then when somebody activates, they heal, they R and D their energy over to somebody else. That person then activates and heals. He then does call of the pack. It's got to be Wolverine. He does call of the pack. They all come to him, and then he goes out for air after. So he <laughs> Isn't this the same as your last one? Like no, this? because it's forced extraction. This is a forced extraction continuation bet on a forced extraction play. Okay, where you're doing this is the this is to get all the heals so that you can do it. So you can proc call a pack exactly yeah. on turn one. This is a yeah. turn one. Yeah. getting Wolverine basically on like wherever on the board. He's taking your hammers and also your entire team's like midfield. Okay, <laughs> we're trying to make they could be degenerate. They're definitely spicy and 100% memes, but they're the fearful symmetry challenge. This is 100% a meme, right? <laughs> this whole segment. That one, though, the this condition of that is, I think that's just manufacturable because you can do it without any interaction for your mm. opponent. Okay. So you have to win that game. That has to be like a game-winning play. Okay. Mm. But yes, I'll come up with more Nigel challenges of like, if you like can do this. Winning. Nigel challenges or, or Nigel meme dreams? Yeah, I mean the beam dreams. Just like winning a tournament with Cyclops as your leader the whole time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, yeah. not Cyclops as my leader, but yeah. playing Cyclops. No, no, it has to be no. a leader. Yeah. Oh, you no, have to I'm use the leadership. No, yeah, no, no. And leader. you have to actually use the leadership in every game. You yeah. probably will. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hard leadership to use. Eh, Cyclops can use it. <laughs> Cyclops will always be willing to use it. <laughs> I wish you could actually steal as much as you wanted from him, but you can't. But anyway. You can't. Yeah, it's just one. That's ter- it's, it's 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 terrible. That's bad. Mm-hmm. It's a non-leadership. I, I do have like news, though. Oh. Kind of news. Oh, okay. I mean, everybody probably knows, but like Moon Knight and Blade are back in stock. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like literally the biggest news I've had since playing this game. And also Doctor Strange and Wong. They've been back in a while, for a while. Have they? Yeah. I was in a meeting today. A conference call, and I was like, I think I have to like leave. There's an emergency, and it was like to run to Mayhem to buy, <laughs> to buy Blade. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how long he's gonna be there. That, those, oh, I think I posted yesterday, right? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it yesterday? I thought it was today. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It was yesterday, and uh, let's see. I think three of us have already w- went and bought. Like, I went and got one from Ames, and then I think Gar got one. Gar got it. Because he's been waiting on Moon Knight forever. Yeah, that was the whole reason he wanted to play this game was to get Moon Knight because that's yeah. his favorite character. Oh, it's gonna be so disappointing for him when he puts Moon Knight <laughs> on the table. I think he's actually like kind of good. He's not. He's <sighs> not. He's also not bad. He's the most generic yeah, model. He's, he's just a three he can put I think he's better than Gambit. Uh, yeah, he's better than Gambit because Gambit's actively bad, and Moon Knight is actively a model that you can play. He's got you know well, rapid fire range four stealth like that's that's solid. Mm. You play with him a little bit and see if you yeah. agree after you yeah. play with him if you think it's solid. Yeah, I mean I play a lot of Craven, so I'll, yeah, Craven. Cra- 
Craven's a lot better than Moonlight. Well, yeah, no, but they're great together. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Rapid Fire, Rainforest Stealth. I'm in. Okay. There's other ways to get there at Three Threat. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we all done with news? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. So you guys are listening to this the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. So this is a little out of place or out of time or whatever. What? But uh, you can never be thankful enough. Exactly. So right now. <laughs> that was a, what's the lockdown's ability called? The save. Last second. Last second. That second was a save. last second save. Oh. Uh, and that was interdimensional parking. Yeah. Our headphones are, I don't know if it's because of you or. Because you keep slapping the table and bouncing cords around. Me? Yeah. yeah. What, what am I? This? You're slapping. You're just slapping the table. Oh. My, um, my right ear's goofed. Yep. Your right ear's goofed? Same. No. Everybody's right ear's goofed? Uh, okay. Well, let's We just see. got it back. Did we? Nope. 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 It's not those. It's that. There we go. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Okay. We're yeah. Quit slapping the table. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so anyway, what are we thankful for? In Functioning the context equipment of <laughs> the context <laughs> of Marvel Crisis Protocol. <laughs> Nigel, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for how positive the content creator community is about the game at all times. It's always like having the wind in your sails. It's just it's so much. It's so easy to pick up and play this game every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, Colin, what are you thinking? Wait, for? elaborate on that. Why do you say that? Well, because, again, the positivity is so off the charts. No one's ever slagging the game. No one's waiting for updates. Everybody's just like, rearing to go. It's in a good place. <laughs> That's what I'm thankful for. Uh-huh. For the positivity. This is the positivity covenant. <laughs> well, um, I guess I guess I'm thankful for the the. The app creators, Kurt Wild and uh, the the little Cerebro. Cerebro, yeah, I don't use that one, but I I hear it's good great. Things. Yeah, it's great. A lot of functionality, a lot of good content in there. Mm-hmm. They are great. They do have a Patreon and PayPal. I know on Crit Wild, they probably have something similar on Cerebro. They do. So, if you feel like supporting them, I think that's a super awesome thing to do because they probably went out and just made this for the community. So do that. Unless you invested in crypto like BTX, and then you're probably <laughs> fucked. So don't do that then. <laughs> but yeah. if you haven't invested in crypto yet and you're thinking about it, put all your points into Cerebro. Cerebro. Yep. Or Crit Wild. Yeah. Yeah, either or. Yeah. All right, Aggie. What are you thankful okay, for? Okay, I have a real answer. Um, I am thankful. <laughs> I'm thankful for the Brotherhood actually having a really good affiliation and having toad mystique and juggernaut all in the affiliation because it actually just very solid overall and you can probably much pretty much play that affiliation just straight up and have a good time in this game not magneto though you can't be thankful for him because he's garbage hot garbage mm-hmm. hot garbage garbage maybe a hot take but maybe <laughs> that would be a hot take that would be hot and spicy. 
just mm-hmm. the way Nigel likes his Thanksgiving. Depends food. if you play with uh, size four billions on your table. Because we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, I've played so many characters that can throw size four. I wouldn't be that upset if we're. You should be. You actually should, like. You actually pay the price for. I feel like that's like baked into the model cost. Most models that can throw size four are going to be more expensive. Well, they also do other things. Yeah, but it's, it is relevant. It actually matters. They all that means they can they throw don't worry. Don't worry. People. I, I bought a lot of terrain. We're good to go. I think we don't play with enough non-interactable terrain. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh my god. I wish we just <laughs> not enough size five. Like basically, no, no, no. Just terrain that is designated as non-interactable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh sure. Just cover the table with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have not? Don't have many, many throws. I don't. Uh No, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you uh, thankful for sir? i'm thankful for non-interactable terrain <laughs> just size five everywhere yeah uh i am actually thankful for the fact that we've gotten into a new miniatures game that we seem to enjoy playing and we get to play again together because it's been a while and we get to cast and i get to play and cast with you three guys so that's what i'm Aww. hug. yeah let's hug it out no nah, yeah. don't touch me call and get the baby oil all right i'll be back (laughs) agreed it is very fun it's like fun to be just have a mentors game and getting kind of back into painting and the whole hobby aspect of it's been refreshing since we had to do that segment twice i should have done it backwards and we just all steal each other's things that we were thinking that would have been awesome yeah Yeah. and then i think colin says commander sucks and then <laughs> yeah, and then and now we now we're into new content. What's funny is I just said one comment, and that's really more on uh, the professor's video. Yeah, mm-hmm. about like it basically being dead, and then all the like stock market videos I keep seeing of it yeah. being dead, and then the price drops that I've been seeing at game stores mm-hmm. of it being dead. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess oh, it must be dead. They're fucking up a bit, but you know, it's still fun to play stuff with your friends. Mm-hmm. That being said, it's been a lot more fun to play uh, MCP. <laughs> Um, like every, you, you could tell, like even Gar and Lance, like Lance was like a holdout. He was like fighting it, and then he's on. Oh, he's full in now. Yeah, he yeah he's like full in. He fought stuff. it so hard, but Gar's in. We'll it's get- a rule of thumb around here. You gotta watch. Least, my rule is, yeah, I have to see people play at least least three consecutive games of the game before <laughs> I buy in. Yeah, and then once you see it, and people get serious, then you can go for it. Yeah, I'll get somebody else to play Star Wars Legion with me. Not it. Yeah. I'll see you at Shatterpoint. Yeah. I'll, I'll, see I'll definitely be on the Shatterpoint train, but not the, the Legion yeah. or Armada train. All right. Out of Star Wars and into the Marvel frying pan. Nigel, tonight you wanted to talk about addressing kind of the meta boogeyman, specifically... The existence of tall lists built to always have priority and play a model like Malekith or the Hulk, who is geared to being able to... I actually want to reposition it a little bit. I don't care about the tall lists. I think, like... Um, <laughs> this is, like, really debated me. No, no, and no. I came up with this, like... We came up with this like topic, and I'm like, "Hey, you don't want to just like focus on priority, right? So that we're not just like responding." No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I want to make it about tall lists. 
Okay, Nigel, I'll put it on the list. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, wait, what? <laughs> I wanted to focus on priority. I don't care about Talus. I, but I, you literally you, said that. You can play. You can play uh, I wish we had a video recording yeah, of geez. about 25 or you 30 minutes ago. You definitely bring up Talus because that's how they get priority. <laughs> yeah, I might have done that because I thought maybe yeah. that was like how I'll sell the conversation. That, that would, yeah, you wanted, like, you wanted we, to sell me on actually yeah, having yeah. the topic on the yeah, cast yeah, yeah, so yeah. that you could do your Nigel rant. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> we, can talk, we can talk about the tallest, but when we play against each other, none of us play particularly tall. That's true. Really a four model list. But I don't think when we're playing against each other with our random lists, we're giving a lot of thought to priority. I wouldn't. I don't give any thought to priority. Yeah. And my point is that you shouldn't. You don't. Like, it shouldn't be the, your focus. Like, you can play your turn. Well, sure. But the reason that people hyper. So this is the, the whole discussion, right? The reason that people hyper fixate on priority is because what happens with the tall lists is that they are ensured that they never get it. And then they're playing a model that can zero at least one of your models on every single turn. So you end up in a situation where you're like, I built this list to like maximize what Scarlet Witch is going to do. And then Hulk or Malekith are just like, cool, Scarlet Witch never gets to activate this game other than turn one when you go up to engage with Scenario. And then after that, she's done because I, mm. I have priority and I have a model that can kill it, right? So I feel like that's the only place where priority actually like matters or it's the only thing that people when they're talking about priority that's all they really care about Hmm. but so i played a game uh my game against chris this last weekend uh i played web warriors and it's the first time i've actually like act i I had priority because i had less models because i came in with a five model list he had a six model list and i actively passed which i've never done that on the first activation before but i was just like my thought process was Hulkbuster had the objective, which we had been fighting over the whole game. And I was like, well, I think Hulkbuster will survive one activation and then I can activate to like push away or push and move away. And so that was like kind of my, so like, I think that there's actually some crews that kind of want to play around with uh priority a little bit. Um, but I don't think it's like super common. I don't know if that's like, on topic or on brand, but no, it's it's on topic and on brand. I don't know. I just, I think like it's a thing that people think about too much or too, too. I think it's important, but the biggest thing is like I think sometimes people get they skew it so much that they mess up their own game. Like they can do it. You can do it to a fault. Um, sometimes, like I think sometimes you'd be like, I don't want to daze that model because I want priority. Um, and if that model is actually like a threat. Then I would say that can be somewhat of a mistake, um, or if like, like you have to you have to really like actually think about what that model can potentially do, rather than just being like, oh, it's only, I have to have priority, right? Um, because dice in this game can be swinging, and even if they do get priority, they can potentially just flood, or you can actually just roll some good defensive dice as well. So I think it's it's important, but overall, it's like you need to just make sure you don't go too far in the priority tank. I mean, priority is important when you have, like, a Malekith that can go into, like, a Hulk, right? But when it's, like, a Malekith going into, I don't know, just, like, Black Cat or just, like, a random model that might just be, like, an Okoye or something. I don't know. Just, like, a random model. It's, like, not as important, right? Because you still have your key pieces left. But if on their first activation, when they have priority, they get to take out your key piece, that's like when I feel like it's actually important. It is. That's the counter argument is that the 
the good player with the Malekith or the Hulk or whatever mm-hmm. is not, they're not wasting, they're not set up so that when they have their priority turn, they're going to attack your Okoye. Like that's yeah, just, that's but that's how, happening. that's how you have to try to like prioritize your turn is to make sure the only th- thing that they really have like good attacks on are your less, like your le- like least, like least valuable. But how do you do priority. that? By like, m- like moving their model around, uh, playing like kind of cat and mouse with your important models against their important models, um, just kind of like you know, I mean, it kind of depends on what your like quote unquote important model is. Like, if it's Hulk, like I want to make sure I'm, you know, getting out like gamma leaping properly and kind of staying like keeping distance and then getting in when I can strike rather than when he can strike or when I'm playing like She Hulk or something. I want to make sure I'm using my uh, move when she's damaged like at proper times like so shield guard properly like things like that like i think one other thing you can do is actually apply scenario pressure like that is the number one thing to be like cool you have priority but now your first priority action is actually just a not a great activation of where you want to do it like to potentially save a model or do something else like that is like a key thing if you can put so much scenario pressure on somebody to be like hey do you want to be so far behind by not going here and or do you want to actually go for my key piece with your key piece like i think that's where it's like very relevant and it probably has the most impact uh, on priority is like really creating these bad decisions mm-hmm. for your opponent or these really tough ones on where they kind of activate and then it kind of can kind of cascade to be like oh that didn't go well now it's even worse um, i think that's kind of when it can be really good to not actually have priority so i'm gonna <clears throat> i think probably play devil's advocate in this argument or in this argument which doesn't actually mean that i agree with everything that i'm probably going to say here but i at least want to frame some of the sure yeah the common uh arguments for why this matters um so uh in terms of uh scenario pressure putting scenario pressure on them the counter argument to that is that you only get to kind of dictate half of the scenario Mm -hmm. um so those players are set up with the scenarios that you can't you can't physically put pressure on right, them into right. so you've only got a half a scenario and then that's random and that i think that the argument continues to go that like outside of maybe cubes and maybe um spider infected or whatever right um that uh extracts don't really have ones that that put pressure on those lists allow sure. you to put pressure on those lists yeah so those are just like and then you have to randomly hope you have to hope one of those randomly comes up on your side to even have an option. So. Right, right. And then hopefully, like they have one that you can actually score somehow too. Mm. And then the counterpoint to Collins' uh, statement about playing cat and mouse, trying to keep your um, valuable pieces away, is that a couple of these models are just like with the support that they have are just capable of getting you wherever you go, unless yeah. you choose just to not play the game. In which case you're not playing the game with your valuable and important model. So those are the counter arguments to those, yeah. those sorts of statements. So there was a game that I watched uh, on YouTube that was a shield player against a cabal player. And it was like a 14 point game or something. It was like a low point game. And they're playing the, uh, uh, the objectives where it's kind of, it's a C deployment. And I think you like capture them. I think you like flip them or like, is that the shield? Uh, it's the origin bomb. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. C deployment, and you have to like you have 
you have to have at least two of the three to score three points yeah. at the end of the round. Yeah. Well, the shield player goes directly up the middle, and then uh, the cabal player kind of goes on the sides. Mm-hmm. And so the cabal player had a bullseye on one side taking an objective, and then um, some model, like the, the cat dude, and then uh, some other random model on the right side, and Zemo up the middle. And the shield player was like, well, I'm going to take down Zemo. So he goes in, he just blitzes Zemo. Takes him down pretty early. So Zemo doesn't have like an effect on the game. But doing that gave up both of the side objectives. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the Cabal player then didn't have to like, like... He did attrition. like They attrition both down pretty hard. But like he was just winning on scenarios so hard because he just had both the outsides. And what I felt like the shield player could have done is just actually just take Bullseye and then he wins two of the three points. So if he just collapsed down on Bullseye, instead he collapsed towards the... Uh, uh, Malekith, I, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. It's like Cat say his name all, his t- all the time. Dude. Cat dude. So, so instead he kind of like collapsed towards Malekith and then it was like an even fight mm-hmm. into Malekith. But if he collapses towards Bullseye, he has the advantage. And then it comes down to just Malekith versus all of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because Bullseye is not going to take down Nick Fury, She-Hulk uh, and like mm-hmm. other models. So there's just like knowing i feel like that was like kind of a he had like a, a uh, like a, a a nexus of like decisions where he could have gone either way and he chose the uh, attrition which i mean honestly you could still he could have still pulled it out right cuz if he like you're playing 14 points there's only four models she-hulk is capable of taking down malekith especially with backup from nick fury like yeah. malekith's not unkillable yeah so like he could have still won that way but making that decision forced the he has to win from attrition he has to just table every model and i think that's a hard decision to make Mm -hmm. it's a hard yeah Mm -hmm. but like priority wise i think the oh i don't know they're pretty close on priority yeah but at 14 points i think feel like it'll often priority often be close yeah unless the the tall list player wants to play like (coughs) malekith and Thanos with a gem. I feel like yeah, like I, I feel like priority matters way more at fourteen points. Actually, I mean I know I played uh, my tournament game against I played Avengers with <laughs> uh, Captain America, Hulk, and Wolverine at fourteen points in that same scenario against a uh, um, oh my god Guardians of the Galaxy, and I think they had like they either had four or five models, and me having priority was powerful mm-hmm. but and also i lost wolverine like it was almost like he didn't do almost anything in the game and like but just hulk being able to have priority and kind of like play with the the, the table was it was powerful like it's it's not not mm-hmm. powerful it's always going to be powerful but yeah. there's like i don't know things could have gone negative to, like yeah when you're playing that few models like a few dice spikes all of a sudden you're you're down oh i mean that's the danger of playing a tall list is if yeah. your opponent spikes dice into the model that you've built your entire list around you're probably yeah. and it does it early you're probably in trouble mm-hmm. well we play like middling lists, so you know it's like everybody's kind of five wide-ish and so if you've got like six wide into a five wide or you're playing into the point where one of you's lost a model so it's five v four and so the four starts getting you, you like we tend to punish the person with priority by having the last activation. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a dis- it's not always a disadvantage to just not have priority. Sometimes it's like a huge advantage. Yeah, and then like, the two 
two huge the two huge models that punish people are control models because they like, yes. at the last second they're doing something super obnoxious that the person with priority couldn't respond to. Yeah. And then that's a, uh, something that uh, always strikes me as odd when I hear these conversations about priority and the tall lists and how powerful they are. And then like frequently at some point in the conversation, people bring up like, I don't even know if Malachus is a problem. Voodoo's like the most busted model in the game. That's who really needs to be fixed. And it's like Voodoo actually just wants to be the last model that activates every single turn of the game. Yeah. So like it it just seems like a, a counter, like the argument there is like counter to itself. It doesn't make a lot of sense to I me. I mean, do we happen to play just like, because I feel like I play a lot of models that like I like activating last because it gives me good position to like counter that. Like I play Hulkbuster, which is like the, for me, I think it's the like epitome of I want to activate this model last because then mm. I push two models away and right. then I hit and run and like you can't touch me and then you have to come into me and I think priority is a lot more important when you build your list around a single model, right? Like, well, I mean, if but, everybody is building like I want to play this big smashy guy, whoever it is, even if yeah. it's you're just like I'm playing Magneto or I'm playing. I mean, is uh, Hulkbuster not that big smashy guy though? He is, but you the rest of your list can function if I kill him. I'm also I mean, not maybe. playing Malekith. You might feel a lot differently about this if I was playing Malekith on a regular basis and cutting Hulkbuster down into activations. Yeah. So um, Hulkbuster is. Hulkbuster is. I, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. I'm just like it becomes a lot more <laughs> – if you're playing a team full of Moon Knights, it doesn't really matter which one of them your opponent <laughs> kills first. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah, and obviously no one here is playing a team full of Moon Knights because you'd be crazy. Why would you even do that? Yeah. But um, I agree. Like the whole thing about like Voodoo, Black Cat being like really powerful models in the game, they're powerful because they activate last and they affect the score of the game. Yeah. And like, yeah, if Malekith kills your three most important models in sequence on turn two, three, and four and just takes them off the table. Is it going to impact your ability to score points in the late game? Yeah, and he'll probably be able to catch up and like surpass you. Mm-hmm. But if you're activating last and scoring more points because you always get last word, that also is very powerful. Yeah. Loki, Mind Gem, uh, Ebony Maw. There's a bunch of guys who can go last and do stuff, crazy stuff. Uh, Cassandra Nova. Um, but then the other model type is like again this is just so like i play four wide a lot and my pattern of play against you guys is like i have priority early like first turn two maybe even into three Mm -hmm. and then i lose priority the rest of the game and i often feel worse about uh the i feel like um or sorry yeah yeah i'll lose priority and i'll feel advantaged with my four point like as i'm starting to like reduce their activations yeah um i'm more happy about going last like my game is always so weird it's like i'm going first early getting up on attrition then i'm going last every turn because Mm -hmm. they're going first and that i mean that's a correlation for you playing attrition though right because you're killing their models that's i think that makes it different like you're succeeding at your game plan as opposed to like i started the game and i will never go first yeah that that's like it's different no it's just it's interesting that you you play like um, the life cycle of your game is different. It's like you you want to start one way, but then eventually you want to start 
going activating the last. Oh, like, sure. It's like, it's like sure, but it's just a natural thing that'll happen as you like attrition people down. Um, but the other model, one of the models that lets me play against better, like people who uh, have me beat on priority or have better models, is like the Colossus. Like he's just been in my list in almost like anytime I'm playing X Force or X Men, but having a bodyguard. Um, is like super busted that like changes the um but none of us play like a koi we do play captain america steve i don't love a koi because she's just like she gets to bodyguard once steve does so much more besides bodyguard that like he's not a good comparison though i have legitimately considered just playing captain america like corset steve in my regular old midnight suns roster just so i can be like i'm gonna take this four point bodyguard that's sweet but then if that's why i'm doing it you compare them to colossus and colossus is obviously better at just straight that that thing right yeah why not take red guardian yeah i think red guardian is fine he's not a bodyguard though yeah so it's the same thing as luke cage or iron fist where you're getting it once same thing as taking sacrifice which i think is totally worth Mm -hmm. taking i think those are all ways to play into a list that's gonna have priority and be able to like spread damage around so you reduce the impact of what priority means on an important turn but it's not quite the same as being like "Mm, these first three turns of the game i'm just like i'm good or at least first two okoye is a little different than the other bodyguards because she's there for to be just a cheap bodyguard for one or two Mm -hmm. activations yeah where the rest want to try and survive for like multiple turns and activations. Or like when I take a Koye, when I want to take her, like she's been in my list, my rosters, but it's like I'm taking Carnage and I just need Carnage to survive through them having priority one time. Yeah. So that way Carnage can activate with full power and just go in there. Mm-hmm. Well, why, like, why take a model that does that as opposed to like sacrifice? Yeah. I mean, because like, because she's two points and she's like mm. expendable, right? Sure. Like that's like the theory of the idea. Where mm. like I could take sacrifice, but like what do I want to sacrifice? Because like Toad Spider Foes <laughs> in Spider Foes where I'm generally playing it's like either Spider Foes or A Force because I think Carnage might actually have game well, if you're, in A Force. If you're taking Venom, for example, you got uh Lethal Protector yep. and Sacrifice, so you're kinda getting two Venom cracks. I mean, uh sacrifice uh, into lizard is like a pretty good play, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm just, uh, again, it's just like I get to save a point in my roster sure. and yeah. play yeah, another, yeah. another model, which yeah. can matter. But. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I do think the Taunters also should be in the conversation. Honey Badger is just super cool and annoying. Honey Badger is interesting because of uh, advanced healing. It makes... Yeah, she, I mean... She's super problematic. Advanced healing. So they, several of them have, like, compelling arguments because she has advanced healing so that... Or exceptional healing. Exceptional part, healing yeah. so she can she can shrug it off, yeah. uh, one big attack off, which makes it, like, you know, when your opponent's, like, built around, again, say Malekith or Hulk, and they're just like, oh, like, one of my attacks is just going to get carded. Like, is that what I want to mm-hmm. spend, like, all of this action priority that I built into this one model on yes or no so that's like a hard decision for them i think and then um luke cage is interesting because when he's not because he brings heroes for hire right so you're like yeah usually i have to be within two of the model attacking and have the power in order to be the most dangerous man or whatever but like i i just kind of come with heroes for hire in this one one turn of the game i get to maybe pick you up and throw you away Hmm. i mean i think one thing we're proving here is that it is important 
um, just by saying like, hey, we need to think about bringing this tech and having some idea like on having a, a way to combat it, it probably is something to think about in the game, right? And it is relevant. So like preventing them, like wh- what we're doing is mitigating um, the effects of having that priority, mm-hmm. which is which is probably a smart play overall. And it doesn't make you so dependent on having it, right? Yeah. But I would be really versed in playing without priority. Like that's just get comfortable with it. And, yeah. And then it's not the end of the world. Um, again, we've seen, we've literally seen games where somebody didn't kill a model because they wanted to have priority in the next turn. And it's like, the reason why that's a greedy, yeah. that's a greedy play. That's super greedy. That's a, such a greedy play because there's no guarantee in the universe that the attack you didn't make would have killed the person. So it's like, mm. you know, you may as well just remove activations, period, where possible. Maybe. Yeah. Then, and then just, you know, you're almost getting, you're getting priority almost again. Like if you think about you don't have to then kill that model next turn, you're almost getting an activation on your next turn. Even though they're going to get to go first, sure. So you're at least getting one action out of it, basically. Yeah. So it's like just make the attack, and then you know if you over, if you overkill and it does KO them, it's like okay. I think it's always going to be game dependent on that stuff and like model dependent, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I think like not killing a toad that's a mistake. Yeah. Right. Where it's like maybe killing something that has like is couldn't affect you that much. Well, maybe toad's not going to affect you that much, but he could run to an objective and then end up beating you for that yeah. reason. But I. It's tough, but I, I do think you're right that people get way too greedy with it and they're like, I have to have it. It's like you might not you might not, right? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen like um a comparable idea. This is kind of what it reminds me of, is in the NFL, you'll see like there's like forty seconds left on the clock. They do a, like a running play. The running back breaks it because they're playing like a prevent defense, the running back's in space, he's good, whatever. And he ends up he's just loose. He's wild and free. And um, he'll like score a touchdown, and then the the announcers will complain that he should have went down at like the twenty. But it's like if you're down four and you need a touchdown to be ahead, yeah, you know, yeah, and you yeah. get a field goal, is he gonna win? They're like, well, he should have like stopped it so that they could have run. No, the he scored a touchdown. The yeah, score the goddamn touchdown. Yeah, right. Like, don't get cute, you know. And then they're like the other guys are like, okay, well, they're just marching right back. So this is what that's what they get for scoring that fast touchdown. It's like. You don't take away what you have on the table. Hundred percent. Take the points on the table and get out of there. Um, but I think that that's like what we're doing at MCP, where we're like, oh well. I, that's what I'm saying. So I think some people go too deep. I, I am more intrigued about like the mitigation for it, like these bodyguards, the follow up, like tactics cards and taunts and bodyguard and stuff to, to help mitigate that is probably it's like a cool way to think about it. It's also like if you boil the argument for the importance of priority down to the root argument you're essentially saying if one of my models gets dazed or ko'd before i get to activate i can't possibly win this game and that just seems like a ridiculous argument mm-hmm. and no i haven't played five thousand games of mcp but i've played enough games that that argument feels ridiculous to me well you played enough games against me playing aggressive like attrition lists. It's not, yeah. I'm not playing Malekith, but it's not like I'm fucking. But you're around. you're attempting to daze or KO my models at the very beginning yeah. of every activation. Exactly. I only play at one speed, and I'm always <laughs> killing guys. Period. Every yeah. turn, and like, I don't, I don't like fuck around. So like, and it, you know, it doesn't work out. I'm not like a pro player, but I'm just yeah. You, know, you guys do just fine against me, right? And I, and my models are generally not like 
I'm going first with Wolverine on a full boat, and he's removing a dude. And then you guys are like, well, that sucked. And then you somehow managed to make a play. Like, you somehow managed to, like, you know. It's like I didn't well, there's miserable. always a counterplay to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, you can, like, I I will say I have made the, the decisions. So, like, if I know that I'm going to have priority in the next turn, sometimes I do. Like, instead of KOing a model uh, or knocking out a model that hasn't activated, I'll go after a model that has activated. Just some, like, because, like, they're, like, equally valuable in the scenario. Like, like the, the this is the situations in which I try to do it is when they're equally valuable in the scenario mm-hmm. and so like it's like oh well they're both holding objectives uh one i can knock out and not lose my model uh but then like you know i'll hold on to priority but if i had to go after the other one i'll lose priority so it's like oh, i'd rather just keep priority mm-hmm. and yeah yeah i think i think a lot of this may come down to list construction and like uh specifically like being a self-fulfilling prophecy because if your list is two support models to support a big model that you use when you have priority plus an objective runner and that's like the team you put on the table every time then yeah it's super important that you get priority because if your big model doesn't get the support that it's supposed to or like doesn't get the opportunity to kill and instead gets dazed, that's a catastrophe for you because you yeah. built your list so that it's a catastrophe for you. So you've got to have priority. Yeah. But if you play a list that is five models wide and they're all in the three, four, and five threat range, and yeah, you know, one of them is probably like the most, for sure, one of the models in your list is the most powerful model you have. But if they all actively do things and contribute to the game plan of winning the game on their own, independent of support or like other models needing to be on the table, then priority doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. I will say the only time priority actually matters is turn one when they get to go grab that middle objective and run away. <laughs> I, that is, I, I actually think it is very relevant in turn yeah. one. Yeah, I don't disagree there. But that's unfortunately not dictated by that's dictated by five dice. By dice. Yeah. Uh, I actually would say that this is something that I didn't think when we first started to play it, but which I firmly believe now that we've stopped playing it. Um, the Batman miniatures game absolutely gets this priority a hundred percent right. Mm. Um, it's not as easy to do in Marvel because the game length isn't guaranteed. Um. I don't even remember how priority works. In the, oh, it's, it's you randomly every, draw. You, every, well, you randomly draw it, but everybody has, it's six rounds. Mm. Everybody has three tokens in their bag and you randomly yeah. draw it. So you don't know. You can't just like set up your double activation because you don't know that you're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, but you might get it. There's some ways to manipulate it, if I remember. Yeah, people can put an extra token. There were, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could, certainly, you could certainly introduce that to the game, but you don't have to. If it was just yeah. like random, but not random as in like you won three dice rolls in, a, in the turn and that's the end of the game. If it was random as in like mm. every time you get to go first. Your probability drops. Your probability drops and I'm more likely to go first. Yeah. Uh, like that. I mean. That's. I just drew three Bane tokens every time, baby. I do, yeah. <laughs> I do remember the games where like you wouldn't get the first one, but then you get the next three. Yeah, uh, that and was you just brutal. Destroy, like. it definitely, it definitely can be. I mean, that's part of the issue. Is you're yeah. as long as it's always somebody gets to activate first. Like, there's not a great way around it. You could just make it a flat. I like you get it this turn. I get it in the next turn. But then you can like plan for it, and I don't. 
I mean, that's currently part of the issue is that people can plan for the fact that they know they're going to go first or whatever. Um, and I would rather I would rather it be random, but random with the ability or like the knowledge that you can plan for it somewhat that that like if you haven't gotten to go, you're more likely to get to go. Yeah. Um, and I think the Batman game did that well. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of the same like in the Batman game, how I would set up in the Batman game is like I have one model, like if I lose priority or something. I would lose a model, but then I have a model that takes out that model. And then it's just kind of a back and forth. I mean, the other thing about the Batman game that like made this a non-issue is that you, if you don't have priority, you can stack defense on the model that you want to like live through the turn and they won't be as active that turn, but they'll have a defense stacked. Yeah. Whereas this game's static and you can't do that. Damn it. You're making me miss the Batman game. It was a great game. (laughs) It was a great game. And and the objectives were pretty constant. You picked them out too. Mm -hmm. That makes a big difference. So maybe that's something to think about in the future is like Batman. (laughs) Playing Batman. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that, but, um, uh, they flip cards in that instead of rolling dice. Oh, um, no. yeah, that's why Aggie is out. You guys are out cause you couldn't buy the models and he was out cause he had to flip cards. Um, but and that's how we got to MCP. Maybe that yep. one is one thing they can think about in the future is updating the missions, um, to maybe le- be less impactful on turn one. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you could absolutely, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can do to mitigate priority and if you guys are curious about a bunch of ideas go ahead and listen to infamous's podcast from this week because they go through a ton of them some of them are good ideas and some of them are you know shots in the dark or whatever but um i just i do agree with nigel and that's why i was like this is a reasonable topic despite the fact that everyone has talked about it but Mm -hmm. um because i think that priority doesn't i agree with you that priority doesn't matter as much as people say it matters it matters because people have decided it matters and they build their list so it matters it's it's this like oh wow it's the group thing yeah it's this recurring recurring loop yeah i will say that mcp is it's like the widest you can realistically go is seven yeah and i would argue that the widest you can realistically go is six Seven is crazy. Seven's crazy, but that's I've seen it. Like you take a couple two pointers, and then it, you yeah, can, you have to take two twos. You're, and you're playing at the high points. You're playing a couple twos and at the high points, but like yeah, but that's the most you can realistically do. Uh, I mean, I, I, two points off of twenty leaves you with sixteen points divided between five models. Means you're an average of three point like what three point one models per character thereafter so it's literally five three-pointers mm-hmm. and two two-pointers yeah yeah you could make that list you can do it yeah it, i don't i would i would not like it that much i'd rather, I'd rather sync the yeah just play a two and play like a sixer but yeah right i mean i think that you could make that list and it would be good like it'd be sam sam uh captain america bucky iron man hawkeye and then you have like black widow and toad and so you just need a three-pointer pick a three-pointer that's good uh red guardian and then boom, you know, so you can make like a solid or Luke or uh, Luke Cage or, you know, Iron Fist. There's like a billion like three pointers that just like slot in. I've been somewhat playing Mystique, like some, kind of like six wide-ish and then kind of trying to play like that seventh man with the token mm-hmm. um, as well. It's been doing okay. Yeah. Like it's been, feel, it feels good. Well, I just, I only bring that up because like the, the, the narrowest you can typically see people go is three, but they're often four. And oftentimes those Malkith lists, the tall lists, are like sometimes they get as five wide, which really is like troubling when it's like 
you know, you can't get that much wider sometimes than they're getting. Like if so, that's my point is that you. Yeah, I think that's more of a Malekith problem than you, like you can't uh, punish them with like yeah. several consecutive activations. Like that's why I hate that fourteen points. That. That's like why I hate the fourteen point uh, yeah. missions. Right in Infinity and Batman, one of the big points of like you couldn't play a like a degenerate, a terribly degenerate like two model Bane list or something, is because none of those lists want. 20 penguins shooting him in the dick at the end of the turn you know like right uh, <laughs> right 100 you know, percent. and then same thing with infinity you know you could take a degenerate like six model crew but you're gonna have a 30 model spam list that's gonna just blast you you know like depends what that mech is but yeah yeah i mean infinity was a little different because it basically it dis it it wanted to make sure you weren't like really wanting to play like less than 10 like mm-hmm. the they disincentive or what? Oh my God! What's the word? Disincentivize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, well, because you, every model is an activation, yeah. and anybody could use anybody else's. So you needed a bunch of two point guys to basically be hype men for your stuff. Yeah, you, 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 had to play you had like a max of ten, right? You had a max per, of ten per squad for turn. And three three squads. Well, yeah. now now in N four, I think it's just ten guys. So the new rules, it's just ten guys. That's it. But yeah. also just super objective based game, right? Like so even if you try to do that Giga Chad stuff, you might not win because you're not playing the objective. That's right. But again, those games it's like you you would go with your chaff, like chaff, 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 and then reel off like thirty. So really you're saying that the points in MCP need to more be more granular because seven isn't enough bigger than threes fours and fives yeah. to like create diversity and list that size would, that, yeah yeah or have the scale go uh like 18 would be the smallest point list and 30 would be <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> i don't know if i like that yeah. i will say i've been trying to build like thanos like rosters and an eight point model is hard to like i just i feel like i was like oh god i can't fit five models in this list i feel like this is garbage yeah i would say it's just stuff that's like what like i didn't think because i saw like the magneto eight point thanos juggernaut you know <laughs> that's, yeah that's, i did see that that's the list i think beanish quit and he's like yeah. he went into that one he's like okay i'm done like he was like i've seen all i need to see of mcp and i'm out <laughs> it was like uh, you know two straight tts leagues of just like malik in every game and then that was his ender but um, that list is just degenerate as hell because of the whole magnetic refraction because it's in Brotherhood. Oh, and gotcha. It's like protecting Thanos with magnetic refraction is as degenerate <laughs> a thing. And also the other guy's juggernaut. So it's like, well, have fun into that list. It's so stupid. And then they just play the uh, um, the teleporties or whatever, the sideways things. Oh, my God. It's just. Oh, oh, oh so they the, can get to everything. <laughs> the gotcha. Well, you have to yeah. draw that, too, right? Well, you do have to draw it, but they're playing They're playing things, like, obviously. I mean, the, the big thing there is, like, jugs can actually get back and forth and probably contest and be annoying. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there might be an issue with, like, tall list at low points. Uh, yeah, that's what, 11... 11 plus 8 that's 19 points for three for three guys. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's very gross i've actually seen it played uh it's like awesome to watch honestly it's like hats off i think it's like sweet actually but um and it's not malekith but you would if you played at 18 you would slot thanos down to malekith is i think the idea so hmm. and then if you went one more point down he would turn into the hulk so you're you're playing a three model list it's just you know what's enjoyable in this game? Playing the miles you want to play. Yeah. Like that, honestly, I think that would like somewhat resolve it like you talk about all the time. It's like when you are the ones complaining about 
the meta stuff and then playing the meta stuff and not trying to find out ways like to do it, then that's when the game becomes stagnant, right? Yeah. So yeah, play stuff you like. Yeah. I actually want to play that Thanos Magneto. I want to play like into it. That's like a challenge. To me. I'll play it. I can yeah. play it for you. I'll try. I'd love to try it. All right. I got I, it. I got I all of them. Super, yeah. Like, I don't even know what you do against it. It was gross. Just kill like, Magneto. They were playing against the Hulk, uh, like a Hulk defenders, and Magneto just, just destroyed. Like, he just poops on Hulk. That's actually an interesting. Because um, Hulk's just a big meat bag. And, and, and Magneto's slow. Well, when you're playing the portals, though, so he's like, oh, okay, unloads, yeah. okay. throw, he, he generates a ton of power, so yeah. he's throwing a couple extra buildings. But we're saying you're getting the stuff. one scenario that yeah. you want the most, right? Like, yeah. if you don't get that scenario, he's a slow move on yeah. a medium base, and he can be thrown and can be manipulated, but yeah. But then, and your guy, the other thing is you've got Asteroid M, and then once, you also... Once a game. And you have, uh, do you know who I am, who gets rid of Hulk? Than- so like, Thanos can also move him. Well, oh, Thanos, Thanos is the Thanos is like the piece de la resistance, like the the day in day out, every man like the it just it's so stupid. It's like the amount of control and offense and stuff coming out of one guy. He's just this like tower defense game in and of himself. He's just he's he's moving everybody twice and pushing everybody twice and then blowing up half the table. He's just it's three cool models to play. It sounds yeah. exciting, actually. Yeah, I don't know. It's it was powerful. It was a, interesting. We'll try it out. All right. Have we successfully covered priority? I think so. Okay. You got to steal it. <laughs> got to steal that priority. Real quick, though. I, <laughs> I, I got a, a, a question on... You've got the last two activate... Oh, sorry. It's it's you, then them. So there's three models left to activate on a turn. So mm-hmm. this is just sort of a... Uh, so I have two models, and, and they have one. one. Yep. Okay. So and it's my activation. It's your activation. And they have other models. But you've got kind of like a high pri- you've got a high output guy. You know, one of your choices is a high output guy. Do you high damage output? Is what you're yeah, saying yeah. specifically? You, you've okay. got models. You, you've you've made it so that your last two models are doing work. Do you with this activation take out the guy who hasn't activated yet, so you can have a back to back activation, un- unfettered? But then you'll lose priority, obviously. Or do you try to keep priority? Actually, you're going to lose priority no matter what, aren't they? Because you're going to go ping, ping, ping. Um, yeah, yeah, never mind. Well, unless he kills... So he might kill your model. So this is like the extra stupid. Mm. Do you just kill that guy, get rid of his priority so you can have a back-to-back? It's almost like you're playing follow me if you can kill him. Um, but you'll lose priority. Or you'll continue to have priority gone. Or do you go kill a model that's activated or daze them or whatever, and then he knocks out your model that hasn't activated yet? but he'll lose priority, or at least you're trying to present that as a... It's like, that's not enough information. It's super game contextual. I was going to say, if I, how many points am I scoring on scenario if I do that? Yeah. It's just, there's there's two, and that's, maybe that's the point that you really want anyway to get to, but like, there's too much context there to figure out like, okay, so I can go, what's the value of the model that I kill? Do I get points out of killing that model? Uh, I mean, in a in a total vacuum, I value getting back-to-back activations more than getting priority. Hmm. So if that's like the root question, yeah, I would rather get a free follow me with a guaranteed daze on one of his models than to like try to save priority for myself with a daze on one of my models. Hmm. But that's a total vacuum. And I think I think like any question in this game, it is it is 
contextual. Like you have to know what the board state is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Unless I'm scoring a bunch of a like, I'd have to have a really good reason not to date that model. Yeah, because you I can just, probably set them up in a really bad scenario where they're going to have to activate that model first. If I've got two on one, um, and that might just be like a somewhat non-activation too, where they won't, might not kill your models. And then if I'm scoring objective points on top of that too, and they're in a bad scenario, then I'm for sure dazing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, it, it's a kind of a vibe check thing. It's like I just as I only bring that example up as I've just uh, watched a TTS game where a guy was kind of monologuing. So he was kind of talking through his turns a lot, and he kind of was in that situation. And he was going through the if this, then this. And in this particular instance, it actually didn't affect. It was just attrition or not to attrition, and that's the question. You know, like, it didn't really affect scenario. Because um, it's like, I think everybody was basically, the guy doing the attrition was, like, already scoring the middle point or whatever. So it, like, really wasn't going to matter. Um, but, you know, to me, I'm just like, kill, kill, kill. Like, I don't know, I just, <laughs> I always want to remove models, period. Depends also what that model, like, what that model can do with power, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're loading up a model, like, is that a model you don't want to have a ton of power that can wreck you the following turn? Yeah. Yeah, there's a big difference between daze and KO as well. Yeah, huge. Yeah, always KO. Dazing is definitely more. Uh, real quick, do you think that dazing, if it changed to, it stayed on you like so you flip your card or whatever, but you don't remove the days token you can't be interacted with until it, that model activates. Do you think that would be a good change? No, I don't like that. Hmm. Then then you're making it like yeah, you're no. almost making it to the point where the game is like has too much guardrails. Hmm. Like and you're auto you're always gonna have an ability to come back super hard the following turn. The argument for it is turn one Malkin Days model and can't you can't immediately KO it. Yeah. I, yeah, I get that. That's that's the old. I, that's why Iron Fist is often considered bad. Is that's like yeah. I don't want to morph the whole game around one model. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I mean, the idea is that you are guaranteed to get some activation out of every model that you bring to the table, yeah. regardless. And it's not, it's not even yeah. it can be magnet or Malekith independent of a question. Yeah, it, I it, Magneto could do that play Thanos, etc. There's a lot of guys you can hit that hard. I think protecting. Uh, like guaranteed protecting models with eight plus power or six six to eight power on them is is a real risky a real risky game mechanic. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah, like that's part of the game. Like, I don't. Know, it just seems weird too. Like it's untouched. Like it doesn't make sense. Like in a game state either. It's like oh, I can't interact with your piece. Well, but that's the way it is already. It's just you're just extending it by now, the next turn. I can do whatever I want to that piece. Yeah, but for that turn, if Malekith basically does it at the top of one, you can't then follow it up with like everybody else killing the guy who's down, right? Like he's arbitrarily uninteractable for a turn. So what's the difference between that? It's the turn you don't have the opportunity to activate him. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it becomes an issue because. <laughs> It gives the the six and seven and eight threat models the same protection. I think that's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Well, they actually they kind of already have that protection <laughs> if they're just getting up right away. Like if they're gonna have priority typically. If they have priority, sure. 
Yeah, I don't know. It was just food for thought. I thought food for that question. I was like, why do they do like rules wise to if it's an issue? Conversely, if that happens to you, that's also where control pieces and you know you try to make it hard for that. Like if they're dazing towards the end of turn one, hopefully you've got things in place to like protect that model. Mm. Get your uh, whatever. That's also where like fallbacks great. If they kill, if they daze your model, right? Can you fall back on a an attack that dazes you? Because you fall back first, and then you suffer the attack. Right. Yeah. So you can like, kind of at least be in a better spot. Right. Yeah. To get your days. Yep. News at eleven. Fallback sweet. And you should take it. You drop your token further back, and yep. yada yada yada. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's a a reasonable conclusion to that conversation i'm sure we'll probably revisit tall lists and priority at some point in the future because it seems like all the rage yep but now i'd like to go into a segment that colin likes to call know when to hold them and know when to fold them yep you want to talk about it a little bit colin yeah, so this kind of this idea came up in my game against Chris. I played Web Warriors, uh, and we had a situation where we were playing the what extremist consoles where you kind of heal yourself, and mm-hmm. we had I had Miles against the Taskmaster on the far right, and then all the other ha- action was happening on the left middle of the table. So, um, and then Taskmaster had already dazed Miles once, and I had put some damage on uh, Taskmaster, but he had already healed. And I had the option, so he had the option to go, he, I think he had priority, he went elsewhere because he needed to get the objective, like, either away or, like, he had to do, like, the because we had one extraction, he had to move the extraction away. And uh, so he went with uh, the extraction model first, and then he didn't go with Taskmaster first, so I had the option to either continue to try and get the uh, extraction token away or just uh, activate Miles, so that way, one, I don't lose my leadership, and two... Uh, he gets to run away. I, I, I could have. I had a. I had a few plays I could have done. I could have like tried to go daze Taskmaster, which might not have happened, or I run away, surrender that point to Taskmaster. But and Taskmaster can just stay over there for the next three, four turns, and just keep scoring a point, which is like you know the idea of the game, right? Score points. So, uh, or uh, like what I just like. I ended up just running away and helping Hawkeye on the far uh, D objective, so uh, the far extremist uh, console. Uh, I helped uh, him fight against uh, Nick Fury. And uh, I had... So then he becomes less of a priority because he wasn't holding that extract. He wasn't the only model on the objective. Uh, He was still my leader, so he's still like a high priority to get rid of because if he knocks out Miles, then... Uh, I lose my leadership, which is would have been important for him. Um, but now he that left him with the his Taskmaster activation, which was now just a dead activation, where he's like, I could double move to try and catch up, or I could just sit here and score a point. And so he was like, kind of, he would use it as kind of a pseudo pass, um, which wasn't like Taskmaster. Basically, like what I'm getting to is Taskmaster didn't really do anything, but then Miles the rest of the game. Uh, added his dice to everything that was happening on the left-hand side of the table, which kind of swung the game in my favor because all of a sudden I started winning attrition when I really wasn't before. Um, but uh, 
because Miles came over, he started taking out, helping take out models that were uh, targeting my Hulkbuster, which Hulkbuster is like, I need any pressure taken off of me. Like, and the the amount of, like, because he eventually got the one alien, like, what, Kree Core, I think, an alien ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he ended up getting the, like, eventually over the course of the game, got the Kree Core. And then it was like, everyone needs to come over here and just try and protect him. So then that ended up being what happened. It was just everything is just like piled on and just like try and protect Hulkbuster as best we can. And then Hulkbuster tried to run away. Like, and it, it happened just long enough for me to, to win the game. Um, but that was kind of where I was like, uh, the the big moment of the game was deciding with if I'm just going to stay over here and just keep fighting against a, uh, a model, which I'm probably going to lose. I might daze him and get a point. Um, but then I think the next turn he just counter KOs me entirely or do I just run away and then just like help elsewhere. So that's kind of where the thought kind of came from. So uh, there was this seminal kind of uh, uh, pro article for uh, pro magic plane, maybe like 15 years ago um, called who's the Beatdown." I'm not going to get like deep into magic theory, but the, uh, the idea is that in that, in that game, uh, right. There's, uh, pretty much always somebody whose deck is best at reducing the opponent's life to 20 quickly. And then the other deck will have stronger cards that tend to, um, take control of the game if the game goes too long and they live too Mm -hmm. long. Right. But the thing is, it's not always as clear cut as, this deck is the beatdown and this deck is the control deck and that's how I built it. Like a lot of times you get into matchups that are like a lot closer on paper and it actually depends on who draws what um, like early and like how your early turns go as to who ends up being the aggressor in that matchup and who ends up playing the long game. Like did I get my sideboard cards? Those sorts of things, right? And it's really important to know which role you are because the um, the uh the summation of the article uh, really is that misassignment of role is a game loss mm. almost always. If you don't understand which one of those you're supposed to be, you're going to lose the game. So it's really important to know which one you are and sculpt your plays around that. Yeah. And to me, that's what you're describing here is, um, you know, understanding where you are in this matchup. Miles isn't going to beat Taskmaster when he's already been dazed and is laying there. He's basically, yeah. at best, buying you one more turn of him, Taskmaster not scoring another point, and then he gets removed from the table. So you correctly identified that your role was not not the beatdown in this case. Yeah. And that despite giving up points, it was better to to move him elsewhere because you were essentially going to be down all those future points regardless of what happened unless there was some giant dice miracle but you can't you can't sculpt your game around a dice miracle Hmm. so you chose to uh move him away because all you were giving up was one point and you understood that that wasn't as important as the other thing so you figured out what the role of that model needed to be and i think what's like really important is that that role can be fluid and you always have to evaluate it on any given turn and like where am I at now? What happened in this game in the last like turn that's changed any of my plans? Because it can change on a dime. And I think um, just not just as gamers, but just as humans, we all have a tendency to be like, I made a plan and now I'm doing the plan. Mm. I'm sticking to the plan. But uh, winning in uh, 
game that's played in at least a semi-competitive fashion does require you to adjust your plans and alter things yeah. on the fly, especially with a game with dice as swingy as this game is. Yeah, I will say that like that situation could have ended up much different because I like, he's Miles, so he went into Taskmaster first, and I only did like three damage mm-hmm. or something like that, and then he counter on the next turn and then just took me out, and I was like, oh crap. And so, like, uh, th- like had I gone in and just immediately knocked him out in my first activation into him, like, I think it's like, okay, I just stay there. And I just do that again. Mm-hmm. I just try to do it again. Yeah. And then, because I get, like, two cracks basically doing it, where now he has one, like, it, it could take one activation of him just, like, oh, now I just lose my leader or I lose my model. Um, so, it just kind of, like, it was a fluid situation of things that could have happened. Yeah, Tasky's a weird one too, right? Because he gets all those additional defense die when you double attack him and all of that as well. He also can kind of slap back, so it's like a weird scenario when going after him always. Um, but yeah, that can definitely change when there's like those weird models that have those defensive capabilities where you think you're going to be optimal or have a way to kind of end up. Like if you're a higher point model going to those situations, you're like, oh, I'll probably end up winning that matchup, right? Um, and it can kind of get flipped on its head because you have just the change in math and what those dice are and what the outcome can potentially be like those weird counterattack type moves in this game can change so much and change the math on everything dramatically like they're obnoxious like a black widow mm. or like i think like cyclops has the stupid beam thing mm-hmm. uh electra i think has like the counter she thing. does like, she has exactly cyclops but, but range two instead of <laughs> yeah over range two or like saber tooth doing a counterattack type stuff mm. so like there's just weird things that can make these matchups like just kind of flip flop back and forth, and you need to realize like where you're at with priority. There's somebody else that does uh, widows counter strike. Testmaster does something like that. Hawkeye can kind of counter strike. Yeah. Um. I, somebody else has literally widows counter strike, and I can't remember who it is now. But anyway, it's not super important yeah. to the discussion. I will say I did in that exact same game. I did that where I like ran away with the model, but it's the wrong decision. And I like because I had the Amazing Spider-Man go in. Hawkeye put all three SAS effects on Spider-Man in one activation, <laughs> and so then I was just like, "Well, my Spider, my Amazing Spider-Man slowed, poisoned, and shocked." And I was like, "I'm just gonna try and run away, and just get like I'm just gonna take one turn to just like get rid of all my uh, SAS effects." But then I wasn't able to, because I was slowed, I wasn't able to, like, move on to, like, a different objective. So he was just in a nebula zone. I was like, well, this isn't, this doesn't mean nothing. So then the next turn, I, like, moved, it took one activation to move to an objective and then, like, took took away one of my satisfacts. I was like, oh, crap. That that will, it will have taken me three turns to get uh, the Amazing Spider-Man back into the game. Mm Mm-hmm. It, because now I have like I have to take on the next turn to just get okay the other two status effects are gone <laughs> like I was like oh at the end of the game I was like okay so what I should have done was just let the amazing Spider-Man get knocked out if he's going to get knocked out and then just play with a fresh Spider-Man that just happens to be on his backside but like yeah I, it was it was the wrong play <laughs> but yeah that was a that was a little bit of a teaching moment it was kind of like a very the, like kind of the uh, the opposite spectrum of the situation. Because also it's like it's not like he lost his value by being like soaking up an attack, um, like because that attack ended up going into like Hulkbuster or a different model, uh, and then Spider Man could have just sat there, taken an attack, been knocked out, but then he's active on the next turn. 
where he was not active for like I don't think I got him back into the game to like the last turn of the game, and I don't think he did anything valuable. <laughs> it was like it was a weird game. But when do you guys? What do you guys look for in the? Uh, it's time to abandon my game plan mantra. Is there anything specific? Or are you just like? Oh, a bunch of dice go against me, or is it too contextual to really discuss? Um, for me, it tends to happen in situations where uh, you'll be in a like a, a kind of a dogfight situation, and you've got a guy who's flipped, so he's on his he'll get KO'd, and um, you have an opportunity to go out swinging. You know, you're usually sitting on power; you can go high output, but it will almost guarantee he dies. So then. It's like, is it valuable to abandon it, um, to take your activation and just double move away and score something, or be somewhere else and not lose the model altogether? And then, um, you know, hopefully you can reposition or get behind your support, or, you know, if you're wounded on your backside, you can heal up or patch up or, you know, some other play. But I definitely have situations where it's like, I really want to output, but it you know if i'm looking at like a a model i probably can't ko and two a model that dazing you know what i mean they're just going to have too many it's i'm too high value for them to like let me hang out and um i'm not good enough for i'm not going to dig like fight my way out of this like 3v1 so you just have to just like bail double move away like with your one spot and you can't really move anybody else like i have that problem too is like Oh, like a double move Colossus over there to like save them, but that doesn't necessarily even do that, right? Then they, right. you know, you're putting yourself in those. Uh, I always like in those situations because again, it's always like a three v one that uh, like Wolverine will be in, and it's like Colossus double moves to bodyguard, and they will like displace Colossus with their first activation because now they're basically like Wolverine's got to go. So then it's like, okay, well Wolverine has another crack. <laughs> Playing play Colossus failed. But now you've sunk, you've wasted an activation, you haven't done any goddamn attrition yet, and you're like, well, fuck, if I just had moved Wolverine in the first fucking place, I wouldn't have Colossus over here in the far side of the world being mm. displaced, you know, so then you're like... Um, but I wrestle, those are like, when I make my play mistakes where I tank games um, tend to be that type of situation. It's like, I usually don't. Um, I'll, I'll do everything I can to not bail from the situation and stay in it if I can do it. Uh, with either tactics cards or moving support models over or whatever. And it'll almost never work out the way I want it to. Like, there's always a something that they can do that's like, I'm right back to square one making the exact same decision I should have made a turn ago, and now it's a sunk cost fallacy. Like, I can't give up on it now because I've already wasted too much. <laughs> like, so. I think that's, like, a super hard decision to make, and it's it's a big, it's a big component of, like, the the difficulty, like what makes you a good player, I think, is your ability to make that decision and make it right correctly. Because, like, a lot of times you're making that decision where you're like, "This model is a is is about to die," and I can maybe like run them away. What do I get <coughs> out of running them away? Is it one point? Is one point more valuable than, uh, you know, a double high power activation into like the these two models that i can attack this turn how about two points do i think i can get two points is two points more valuable yes. if i run it away <laughs> it, but like i want to you want to say yes two points is um uh you know that's a, an eighth of what you need to win the game 
but is it like what if you're you know like what's the what's the point differential in the game it's, are you likely to win on points even with those two points like there's just a lot of things to think about and i think it is a hard decision to make it's super hard right and it's going to be super contextual to every single game and what that model actually is right like if I can run away with Toad and he's got an objective token, he's getting out of there. Oh, well, sure. But, but what's Toad going to do that's besides run? Uh, he can push, right? Like he sure. can stay, and if he actually lives through one more attack, he can potentially just double attack and push them off the objective and score multiple points. Um, but it, it's, it really depends on like what that model does, right? And what the matchup actually is. Like That's one thing to super think about is, like, am I advantage in the matchup for dice? Like, what's their defense for my attacks do i have a throw to guarantee some certain types of damage as well it's like you really have to analyze what you're going up against in that situation um and also decide too it's like did they just spike and was a somewhat of a fluke from my model go down like do i have good defense against their attacks like maybe i have a four physical and they like i mean this got lucky you know so some of those things need to be thought about and engaged and like if you are advantaged in that actual matchup model to model or model versus multiple models right I think, uh, you know, you talking about that kind of made me think another thing that can kind of be a trap in those situations is, you know, I love playing Ghost Rider. I love the model. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy it a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, at no point have I ever won the game because I had Ghost Rider on the table at the end of the game. Like, I won the game because I scored 16 points. Right, right. Or I tabled my opponent. So, like, you can very much, or Wolverine for you, Nigel, you can very much get in a trap of, like, falling in love with a particular model. And you're just like, no, I got to, like, this model is important. This is, I love this model. It does so much work. I got to keep it alive. But, like, there is a danger to getting attached to your models in those situations. Sometimes the right call is to cash them in, to be like, okay, yes. cool. Come after me. I'm going to deal as much damage as I can. And now you can attack me. And it's whatever. But that's that's why I played this model was to do the damage. So here it is. This is my chance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes I think if like you are in that bad situation and you're not going to score any points and you're not going to get any other value, sometimes you're like, okay, use your activations to actually kill me. Mm -hmm. Like make, you're not moving from this position. I'm going to set up the rest of my board now to make sure that I can have a chance at scoring more points than you this game. Yeah. So it's, it's always going to be give or take, but um, yeah, I think that's going to determine like, like, and and things can change. That's the one that's kind of weird about this too. It's like you can spike. So sometimes it is right to stay because if you sure. spike, like un- in, not probable, right? Yeah. But overall, there is that opportunity that that can happen for you. But I think it's, mo- it's, more, pro- it's, more likely yeah. not to happen. But. It's dangerous to make decisions with the idea that like, well, I can spike. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bad decision. Like, that's a bad yeah. decision. Uh, like if you're making the decision of like, this is the right call and man, it would be really nice if it, I spiked like that's different, but 100%. like definitely don't make a decision of like, well, it's not likely, but these dice could come up. Well, like you take another look and see if you can get something else out of it. One other thing too is what the, like, let's say you're in a fight on a certain objective, right? Like what is the, the point value of that objective over like two to three turns, right? Like, if you're gonna give up like six points in like over three turns, you might need to stay in a fight because that can be like the game decided. Oh, for sure, point, right? So you really need to make a decision, or if you have any abilities that can help, like just mitigate that overall, like a push or a throw, just to just delay that as as long as you can and hold out. It's a lot easier to abandon an objective that only gives you one point than it is to abandon like one of Fisk's witnesses, right? Like, right. Mm. It's pretty rough. 
Yeah, so that's which is why I love that scenario because mm-hmm. it like holds, yeah, you know, holds people on the flanks and like. Yep. I love that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's why I like determining matchups and like setting up your turn one. I feel like is super important in this mm-hmm. game, so you don't just get stuck in those positions where you're like I can't leave now. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's too detrimental, and there might not be a middle objective. Do you guys uh, have a bailout plan? Are you ever like looking at a matchup and you're like, this could go either way, and if it goes poorly for me. Uh, my plan is to bail this model out, but because I can't give up this scenario, my point plan is to bring this model in. Yeah, I have the best bailout card in the game, Astrodome. <laughs> it's not a bailout. You use it on turn yeah, one. Yeah, you every use game. it on turn one literally every no, game I've seen you I play. I didn't use it against you at all. That's true. You didn't use it yeah. against me. And I didn't use it on my last game, uh, really. Like, I used it the last turn. So it really depends. Like, mm. It depends if you can get like a super advantage. Like if I can get a super advantage to get something in like a really bad scenario right away, yeah, I can find a way to use it. Yeah, I mean you can always use it. But in an infinite place. Yeah, but that that card's <laughs> a great example of like, oh, I need backup. Boom. Sure. I mean, <laughs> most don't have that. Yeah. Have that. Well, yep. How about you guys? Do you do you do you look at approach a game with like bailout plans, Nigel? I feel like you don't. I feel like you're just like this is it. My my bailout plans are uh, lists usually in the list. Like, I you're you're totally correct. I once I'm once I'm like right. I'm just always like pretty pot committed. But my list has Cable and Colossus in it, so that's that's my uh, like. I'm basically trying to give shields where they need to be mm-hmm. and bodyguard where they sure. need to be, and then, so I'm not using tactics cards to solve the problem because I'm basically trying to get stuck in and stay there. And so my list is designed around doing that. And then I think where I go wrong um, in casual games, it's usually fine because most people sort of play kind of relaxed. And they, they, they kind of want to, when you play casually, people kind of want to pair up against like model for model almost. Like they want to see the matchups or something. Mm-hmm. And so you tend to just kind of be in a more pitch battle. Um, in a tournament, I default, I almost always refuse flank, plow into their weak side. Um, and I'll always do that where I'll concede. So I want to basically win all the engagements, never concede a goddamn one, and then I'll concede like points and I'll catch up later. And that's obviously not served me well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. It's not how you win games. Um, I mean, you can. You just, you just really have to rely on attrition needs you gotta crush hard yeah most of the scenarios score i think too many points that if you gave up like two or three extra points over the first two turns you're in trouble because you like turn one you're lucky if turn one you'll either be down one point or you'll be even depending um on how conservative they're playing in the in in the split of like the scoring that's usually pretty easy i don't know about that sometimes you can push it by one or two okay and then so now you're down three but they're like it's like five to three uh, and then turn three is where it all goes shits up because that's like <laughs> they can usually sell out. They'll that's when they've got a bag of tricks where they're like going to displace you, go last, whatever. They'll make you pay for having priority. They're not there to fight you at all, and you've been winning your little battle against Bullseye or whatever and having a good time. But they're gonna like they they're springing the the trap. They want to go up by. They're gonna push it by like five. Um, so you're going to score two, and they're going to score five, but they're like a turn away from winning now. And you're like, oh, well, Jesus Christ. Now you have to like attrition their whole goddamn list in one turn. That's like what they're putting you up on. So 
And that's, again, that's... One might say it's what you put yourself up on. That's true. <laughs> so the, the lesson I've learned is I need to engage. Uh, that's my new tournament thing is, like, I got to ha- gotta have, like, uh, bigger balls engagements. I got to play a little riskier into into those matchups. Like, no, 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 just, no, just being the school bully. No, just chasing Wong. Get yeah. out of your Wong. <laughs> Get out of your Wongers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's definitely the lesson I've applied across my uh, thing. But, yeah, I do. So, that you never have to bail out. That's the thing is, like, you never have to bail out. If, games, you, if, if you, you only pick yeah. 90% matchups, you don't have to bail out of them. Correct. Yeah, fair enough. But that's like, you know, when Colin played Sentinels and I played Wolverine and I just went batshit, like, I just short-circuited and it was like, I turned one, like, uh, I did like a turn one storm hop, uh, uh, fastball special into you, and then I like, then I jumped on rogue with all you can like. I did the at any cost on the rogue. Okay, uh, and then I was like behind all the sentinels and getting uh blasted. You know, like Wolverine was just not having a good time, and that was one where I was like, well. I could just like double move away or whatever. I was like, yeah, fuck it. He's just gonna go down with the ship. But actually, it was like a super good, like, like, oh, I could do this. Like, this is like a, this is like a thing. Like, it was a game changer. Like, it, it, it fudged up Rogue. It started fudging up Sentinels. It took him enough time to take him down. That, and he had done enough work. And they were all like on the back point, the back bunker, and uh, he could just got like a lot done on his way out. Uh, it was totally worth it. And I was like, oh, you can just throw away like a piece you know i started to like respect it you know more of as a play but anyways yep and i've never done that since so <laughs> but i put it in my little i put it in my little memory bank i'll do that again one day uh the bailout plan is one of the reasons that i really love long movers yeah. which i'll probably yep. talk about slightly in our gushers and flushers mm. uh discussion but uh yeah, just like having a piece that I know in, especially with Bump, in like maybe one turn, but for sure in like one and a half activations can get from any point of the board to like probably any relevant point on the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so nice. It, it's nice to know that if uh, my opponent suddenly surprises me with like three energy wielding badasses on blade and i feel like i have to get him out like i can get him out Mm -hmm. and get somebody else in there to like do something who maybe is like a little better matchup so i don't know that i've got like a a specific bailout plan but i i am more now than i i did when we first started playing like playing with an eye of like okay if i have to add help to this side how do i add help to this side like and you know, if I have to move a model out of this side, where are they going to go that makes them relevant? Like, I don't think you should ever plan for a catastrophe because hopefully no. you didn't set up to play <laughs> right. into a catastrophe. But, like, it certainly happens that mm-hmm. dice in this game definitely make it happen yeah. as well as just yeah. getting caught by things that you're playing into for the first time or that you forget about or whatever. Or, like, even if you know about deception, you're still just like, how the F. <laughs> <laughs> so i think the biggest thing about that is just like it's their movement which always gets people yeah that's uh i like in my mind before you got me with it i was just like yeah it's a short move like i placed far enough back oh no it's the full move oh okay i do i do so one thing i do like 
on your points there is long movers are auto bailout people. Like mm. they're so good at it. Like I do it with Mystique quite often. I'm just like, I just don't feel like being here and I'm going to go contest that point and you can do it in like one turn. And I think the one model people don't do it with and they do that. Like it's the best one is like black widow. Like just bail her out. If she takes oh, yeah. a little bit of damage, I think people is like, I'm just gonna, stick her. I'm going to stick here and she's going to do her thing back. It's like, just run, go to go contest one of their far points. And it's so obnoxious to deal with mm. that. Like I do that with mystique all the time. It's like, those are like those cheap, long uh movers who are like somewhat defensive are so great at this like Mm. like please use those models to score points and like if they only have like and if you see like oh that's a an attack two range model like if you can get that scenario with like a black widow or mystique or martial artist where they do have that long move and can disengage man that's a great scenario to be in for you because then you have that like the martial arts defensive stuff as well Mm-hmm. so it's like just abandon when you've got those long moves that can really get you to the next point the difference between a long move and a medium move is like it's so astronomical uh, yeah like i think ghost rider moves like crazy you know and he's moving medium with his big base and then i'm bumping as well but whenever i hill on wheels it just feels like oh my <laughs> god like the whole yeah. table is just like yeah. wherever yeah. i want to yeah. go yeah it's pretty amazing it feels good it does feel good like, it's super baked into the cost of the model. I will say that most long movers, like, you're somewhat, like, have less defenses and stuff like that. But all, all the women in my life have been right. The longer the move, the better. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, like, do you, like, move to, like, Boston and then, like, yeah, to California? Exactly. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to, okay. like, uh, Kamchatka. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think kind of having an idea of what your model can do for bailing out is good. Um I- I mean, my bailout plan is Lifesaver, which I apparently just mm. never use until the end of the game. Is that... That's, what's Lifesaver? That's Gwen's. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I never use it until the very yeah, end. Yeah, she's like the OG bailout model. Yeah, I have no idea why I don't use that, Like, but it's somehow I don't position her. Somehow Gwen ends up in the middle of the table, <laughs> like fist fighting that is in bizarre. all of my games, and I don't know why. It's not like, That's not what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's just where she ends up. I'm just like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. She's got a mind of her own. The Gwen V, Eye the Sky matchup was hilarious because <laughs> it was like... It just, I've, oh yeah, no, you guys weren't being facetious to each other, but it was funny. Of like, um, oh, you mean you get your action back? Like you guys were constantly like putting like three cost <laughs> attacks into each other, and then they'd move away, and, and they'd be just like, lose "Well, the you power. get your action back." Yeah, you know? and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a builder, I guess. <laughs> yeah, those two abilities are great, like Fallout plans. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like happening until the very end of the game. I mean, he was uh, he was like doing his like little eye in the sky thing constantly, which was yeah. really annoying. They shield does it every round. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't actually get lifesaver off until the end, which it was really important because it saved the objective. But yeah, it was weird. Hmm. All right. Anything else about no one to hold them, no one to fold them? No. I'll say one last thing. If you are up and you've got multiple uh, objective tokens or that model is like losing the fight and has objective token, run. Like it's actually super relevant in this game just to run away with an objective token. Like it I can feel be- like everybody does that. Yeah. That's like I see that all the time. They just run in the corner of the board and just mm. try to like get distance. 
Yeah, I see I mean, that all the time. Sometimes it's a little extreme. Sometimes when like is. when like it's something like uh, cubes where there's like five extracts and then there's like four other points and then they're just like I'm I got up here with Toad and I got one point and a one point extract and now I'm going to go sit in the corner. And I'm like, why is yeah, a two point no, bottle? I don't like. <laughs> what's, what's actually disgusting so. is when like what I found with Toad and it's really gross is like they flood in a bit. And then you put the Mystique objective token on, and then you run to the next point on their side within the thing, and you're like, I'm scoring three with Toad. Mm. That's when you're like, who, this is money. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, You have to have like two or three, or like your point, you're going to point out in the next turn, or ter- the two turns. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm this turn, I'm going to score this. Like, next turn, they probably can't get to me, and I'll win the game. Yeah. That's what I'm saying to do that. Yep, agreed. It's actually lame, but it's a good strategy. Mm okay well it's time for everyone's favorite segment flushers and gushers oh it's gushers and flushers gushers and flushers (laughs) perfect (laughs) Uh, gusher (laughs) oh no (laughs) 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 all right well it sounds like it's time for gushers from the sound of it yep (laughs) i was gonna bring a box of gushers Today, I we get all just like smacking on them. Yeah, yeah. Just, just ASMR. The obnox- just yeah, the obnoxious s- sound. Sporting of- it on the bike doesn't <laughs> gushers. <laughs> juice on all the bikes. Uh, all right, who wants to go first with a gusher? Yeah, I guess I have a gusher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna gush about Nigel's favorite model, Wong. I thought you were say Colossus. Mm, no, Wong. Yeah, I played Wong for the first time. I uh, played him with as uh, the Asgardians. Uh, super good. That's actually. a lot of healing. It's a lot of healing, and then uh, the Asgardians kind of like, despite them getting an extra power, are still kind of power starved. They pay a power tax for getting an extra power. Yeah, it's the dumbest. Um, it is. I agree. It is dumb. Yeah, like what's the point? Uh, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, so him actually being able to give Thor the extra power per, like every turn was super relevant. Like that was that was good. And then like also the healing on top of that. And be able to kind of like still be able to do both because it's still kind of like one of those, like the giving power isn't an action, right? Uh, Giving power is not an action. Healing is. They both cost. No, giving power costs two. two, Yeah. So like you can do it because meditate is an action and he gets an extra power. It it depends on the scenario, but like you can at least do both every other turn or whatever. But but in my game, which was against Josh, he got one of the Montesi books. And he just like what, what he just took out like Ghost Rider, I think. Yeah, I think so. He like did one spell book at Ghost Rider and just got him. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's just like that attacks on the book, right? What's that? The book is just the attack. The six. Yeah, yeah that's all yeah. it is. It's six die energy. Six die yeah. energy beam. Yeah. I mean, it was a combination. It was Thor like hitting and throwing Ghost Rider into the wall. Oh yeah, like, I guess that, it wasn't just Wong. But in Wong, my in my head, it was. just I mean, Wong, Wong finished him. <laughs> Wong finished him, and Wong also survived at least two chains of damnation. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. And then without and then, without getting dazed, yeah, he survived two and chains he, of damnation. He, he had three damage on him, and then he had healed it all up. <laughs> Because of the Wong As- did, yes. yeah, yeah, because he has Guardians uh, leadership, and then oh. he healed himself. Gotcha. So then I just had a fully healthy Wong. I was like, yeah. yeah, go get it, Wong. Yep. Uh, actually, that- he actually seems great. Like uh, that's a great yeah, two if, for as Guardians. If Wong takes out Ghost Rider, <laughs> mono, mono, <laughs> mono, e mono in every game, I would definitely take Wong on a regular basis. <laughs> I think adding Thor to that story makes it plausible. But yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, it was pretty. 
Like he's been making it into more of my like rosters. Uh, I haven't put him on the table much, but like I've been putting him in Web Warrior lists. Like a lot of the rosters that don't have twos, he's like kind of been my go-to two for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, like for Web Warriors, the reason I'm thinking about Wong is because I actually like they're like one of those power-hungry teams, and so him being able to just actually dish out, like give out a couple like a couple of power over the course of the game is actually super helpful. Um, so that's like kind of what I've been looking at him for. I definitely like Wong. Um, I mean, there's a lot of times I'm trying not to play him because he doesn't do work, and I'm like, I need every model to do work. But uh, yeah, I I feel like he has like the most like up and down reaction amongst like people yeah. in general. People like love him or they hate him. I genuinely feel like after like Toad obviously is like not close, like mm-hmm. the best two point model. And then I would say maybe like Bullseye. But I mean, after Bullseye, I feel I was, like Wong's like right there. I was kind of thinking about it. Is there actually a bad two point model? Um, so I don't like Nebula because she can't interact with anything. Uh-huh. So I dislike that about her. I don't know that she's bad. I also dislike Ikoye. Like I just I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe like a four health bodyguard. Just it just pains me like I, I think honey badger is actually good but i don't actually like her because of the contesting thing as well like that annoys me like i want my two-pointer to be she contest. at least like gets in there and has like an effect for being in there yeah 100 percent. and she can do damage yeah i mean so can nebula that's nebula's deal is she yeah. does she does like pretty good damage but like when you can take bullseye to do pretty good damage yeah. or at least yeah. some damage and also do a bunch of other things like yeah. bob to do Quitter damage. Yeah, Bob's pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Model. Well, get out of here. I mean, well, I I think they kind of all have their place that makes them like relevant. Yeah, that's why Toad's the best because his place is the everywhere. Game. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I mean, Rocket's pretty dope too. Yeah, no, Rocket's good. Rocket's He's fine. Dope. He's the one that does work. Like, I mean, from the safe Rocket's distance. dope in the sense that like rocket and groot are an amazing yeah. five point package yes. with yeah. their tactics card but like just rocket in the abstract it's like sure. it's fine yeah yeah like if you want to take a, a a six health model like yeah yeah yeah, yeah go, go for it like yeah just the gun right but yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, it's literally just a two point range five five dice energy gun yeah. yep which is fine it's like having cable, but on a two-point <laughs> model. <laughs> yeah, it's a three-point discount on cable. You give up nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree. He's, he's always in cover. That's basically like the, the shield reverse. It is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any flushers? Uh, well, it's gushers and then flushers. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're going to go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. Nigel, you got any gushers? We gush together and flush together. God, I don't have any gushers this week. Only flushers, huh? I don't think I've got any flushers either. Oh, that's okay. Mm. I didn't have any last week. Yeah. Kind of a neutral. Uh, I've got a mini gusher and a full gusher. Oh. So I'm going to start with my mini gusher that I alluded to like earlier when we were talking about long moves. So I've played Corset Spider-Man. And I know like right now everybody's like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> he is uh, awful. Don't play him. Uh, so I've played Corset Spider-Man a couple times lately. And I quite like the model. Um, mm-hmm. Well... I don't like the model. Not the sculpt. Not yeah. the sculpt. <laughs> I like the new model. The you know, re-sculpt. Even that one looks goofy to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway. Um, so I know in general people look at Corset Spider-Man and they're like, for threat, why wouldn't I just take Gwen? 
or they'll look at Corset Spider-Man and be like, well, if I'm going to pay four threat, why wouldn't I just take Amazing Spider-Man? And I can get those arguments. Um, I think that there probably is like legitimacy to uh, if you're going to do a thing, do it as like hard as you can or as well as you can. And certainly Gwen does her thing better than Corset Spider-Man does. And absolutely Amazing Spider-Man does his thing better than Corset Spider-Man does that thing. But the thing is that Corset Spider-Man does both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as well as either of them, but he does both. And uh, just like having this model that long moves, uh, re-rolls his defense, um, pushes, pulls, and throws pretty reliably, like all three, and can do all three of those in a single turn. Like it just creates so many angles and so many uh, ways to play when you're looking at it. Like uh, in the game that I played against uh, Eggy, uh, with him uh like that was by far the activation that always took me the longest because there were just so many like options mm-hmm. and opportunities for what he could do on any given turn and i really like that about him mm-hmm. um it's just he's dynamic uh i think his biggest problem is probably building power to utilize it he needs five power in order to be able to throw and um uh pull in the same turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but his uh, push attack builds a pow- like a guaranteed power, and he has one on his turn, so that's two. So he at least gets to uh, the web line pull, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he you add like another attack in there, maybe he like double pushes and throws or whatever instead. Of course, if he takes damage, then you're building power. So I do think that's like maybe his weak point is building power, but I think he builds it just well enough that maybe you don't have like all the options on every turn, but you have several good options on it. Yeah. Um, you know, it definitely helps that in my games, I was hitting the wild trigger on the push. Um, obviously like that's the least reliable of those three, but, uh, he's not a model that's going to beat down like amazing Spider-Man. That's never going to happen, but he'll chip in some damage and he just moves models around and he moves them, um, pretty reliably and uh, he can get to where he wants to go. So I've been enjoying playing him. I'll definitely play him some more. Would I love it if he was three threat? Of course I would. I would love it if every four threat yeah. model that I played was three threat. So I mean, so, yeah. the problem I've always had with him is that his defensive stats are garbage. Just threes across the board for a four threat is pretty... Threes across the board with a guaranteed double reroll is... Uh, is still ba- not great. It's better than threes across the board, is my point. I mean, yeah. But, but I, yeah. I mean, I've played I've played that game where, where the rerolls just don't do anything sure yeah not that adding one dice to the roll for just having a bigger bigger defense would have would have helped that much but i mean, like i think mathematically mathematically adding two rerolls is better than adding a single die yeah but what i'm saying is like you have like so like what uh, amazing spider-man is four is he four across the board or is he four, he four, has three? one three i don't remember he's what like it four is. four three i think is what he is yeah that sounds right um, if he was, if this Spider-Man was like a, a four, three, three, I would feel so much better about him. Sure. But it would make him better. Yeah. For sure. It would make him better. It'd make him feel more like a four threat to me. Yeah. Um, but it, it, as he is, he just feels like a three threat cause he's just got all threes in this defense. He does until you have five power on you and then you like push a model off a point, swing another model into another model and like 
web line somebody into a range where they're going to get attacked or whatever. Like yeah. when he does all those things, you're like, yeah, that's four threat worth of, of interaction for sure. I kind of really like him as a, like a, a call for help model, right? Like if you are in a bad matchup, something's yeah. going wrong, man, this dude can get across the table like instantly and, and then create get, a bad, create, create some havoc and create some havoc, pull some people around, yeah. like do some objective play and then go back somebody else across the table. He can do that. Um, and it's like, and for having a four point model do that is like relatively like that's rare. It's hard to get a four point model to do all of that for you. That's uh that's really what turns me on is a little light objective play. I do like <laughs> the uh I do like the models that can be effective and still just do a move move. Mm-hmm. Um when they still get to yeah. act, like actually like it's like they move move got a good throw off or move through move got a pull or a push or something like that. Like that's always cool. Yep. It's always good. And the fact that his throw is, like, it sucks that he didn't get the upgrade that so many Corset models got. Like, a lot of them got a, a size upgrade on their throw. Like, a mm-hmm. ton of them went to two from two to three in the card pack-like mm-hmm. update. Yeah. He stayed at two. But his throw is range three, uh, medium throw. Like, it's, it's l- like a legitimate, right, medium throw, I think. Maybe it's short, but it's range. I know it's for sure range three, um, which it's, is pretty. It's a short. It's short. Okay. Yeah. So, but the range three, like it just for somebody who's played voodoo, who's range two, size two, short throw, like it's just, it's just nice. Yeah. Um, so I'll complain about it. Buff, buff voodoo. Yeah, buff voodoo. Voodoo needs buffed. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I like him. Uh, could do I understand why people have problems with him? For sure, I do. Um, do I totally get your argument, Colin, about his defense being like a little on the sketchy side for a four threat? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I get it. Um, but so far he's been pretty good for me and he gets like better as like the second game. I definitely, he was definitely better for me than the first game as I sort of figured out like more of how to use his kit. So I'm definitely going to keep playing a little bit, little mini gush. Then my big gush Ooh. is the Punisher. Oh, oh yeah! So I finally got the Punisher on the table. Uh, so I don't know if you guys remember from episode one, but I said that the two models that I was like, these are what I want to play were Blade and Punisher, mm-hmm. which obviously Punisher can can't isn't affiliated with anything. Yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't give you uh, doesn't give you any kind of direction. But um, uh, they're like probably the if I like had a favorite Marvel character, it would be the Punisher. Um, I actually really like the Thomas Jane movie. Mm-hmm. Um, as I, bad I like as the other one too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're both so yeah. But yeah, they're both great. They're both great. Uh, Warzone, uh, Warzone with uh, uh, Tyus Polo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed. I thought that was by far the best Netflix series when Netflix had their little series was the Punisher series. Even if that guy. That actor is apparently kind of a doofus. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's a cool, actually a cool guy. He's just, he's like a wrestling persona. Yeah. In, in, you know, in, like in taking human form. He's, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's such a weird dude. Yeah. But anyway. But anyway, so I like the Punisher. I always have. Uh, I understand he's not even really a superhero, <laughs> but, <laughs> which is probably part of the reason I like him because I don't generally like superheroes. But so I wanted to get the Punisher on the table. Uh, it took a while to get the model that I ordered. One of the last models I got put together because of that. So finally got him on the table this last uh, uh, week against Eggie in a game I got my teeth totally kicked in. But the Punisher 
was sweet. Mm. It was real good. Uh, for one, after all my complaints about Winter Soldier having this model that was just like rapid fire triggers, what are that? I just yeah. rapid fire, yeah. bro. Like that, I just love. Just like knowing I'm rolling eight dice or nine dice. Or sorry, uh, ten dice if I've got the hammer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then generating those tokens that, like, being able to take the big sniper shot. Um, we did play hammers, so obviously that, like, accelerated, like, how good he was. Uh, but he did end up getting three hammers. He nearly <laughs> he nearly killed the juggernaut himself. Like, he dazed the juggernaut himself and then nearly killed him on the flip side by himself. Um, he was just a monster. He was, like, everything that I hoped the Punisher would be. And I was really excited to have that experience, like after looking forward to playing him. So I'm excited to put him on the table more. Uh, you guys won't be seeing Winter Soldier for a while because it's going to be a lot of Punisher, I think. <laughs> uh, I, think a, I think that's a sweet move. Uh-huh. I like him as well. I'm actually like, um, like I think Warzone is the same thing as Mystique's. It's it an is. action. Uh, uh, Mystique's is the same thing as Warzone. No, no, no. Mystique, I, actually, I don't know. if I, I think actually, Mystique's is sabotage. Yeah, it is. But is um. Is his range four? No, I think it's range three. Oh, looks like you got the baby version. Mm. <laughs> um, Power creep. No, it's only four. It is four. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's almost okay. it's identical. Okay. But that ability is actually like super, super good. Um, and you can set stuff up like I think in our game. Like I tried to actually set it up on Moon Knight right away. I was like, I moved him with the I was like, oh wait a minute, let's put him with one inch of this terrain instead. Mm. But it can just be so good at, like, finishing things off. Um, like, I think you would have been able to do it if it wasn't Juggernaut. Yeah. It was uh, the fact that Juggernaut could just reduce it. Yeah. It was like, yeah, okay. But, like, overall, he's just good. Like, if he gets to sit in the back and do his thing, mm. man, he can be super effective. And then he, he got to do that, that. That game is, like, just sit back there and just shoot and do his thing and, like, put out damage. Like, he's awesome. He's such a ball buster three. I actually was a tr- – so, like – when I first like first started playing on TTS to get ready for my first like tournament, I played like three games of them in a cable list that was like rapid fire abuse. It was like Deadpool, him, uh, Bucky, etc. Domino, I think. Domino. Yeah. And it was like the Punisher was the one. It was like this guy's actually good. And he, yeah, he's the thing that I like about him um, is he switches. He's like he's this three point model that hits like. Uh, aim shot is basically as good as juggernauts like mm. after a move shot yeah because yeah. it's a pierce and then it does the two status effects the uh stun stun and slow yeah so it's like well and also just like you get those punishment yeah. tokens and you will discard them to that effect to, uh, and yeah. just roll a 10 dice attack yeah like but it was very my play pattern with him was super consistent like hip fire get two two energy and then pop a shot because he gets one at the beginning of his turn so it's like it was like Rapid fire sniper shot. Rapid fire sniper mm. shot. Nobody was. He was like, he was doing like more than cable consistently. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Jesus. This guy just and much like cable, something that I forgot about till halfway through my game. He has a range two place. Yeah, oh, he yeah. just has one. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Spec ops. Yeah, yeah. Nah, he's sweet. Yeah, he is sweet. I uh, and then also war zone. When you need it, it's a bonkers. The other thing too, um, 
It's so it's so good for like those defensive models, right? Or like or just like you have a guaranteed two on someone like, oh, Cap's still there. Oh, Colossus, right? Like you just need to get two on somebody. Or just like your opponent just kind of forgets about it. And yeah, they're like yeah. clumping around and you're like, oh, cool. I can actually just use an action to put out eight damage. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. I had one where Beanish had Scarlet Witch and she was just like on a car. Yep. And she was in a gunfight. She was in a shootout with uh, Cable. And I, I wasn't willing to move to get within... Um, Omega level threat to throw the car at her because mm. I couldn't lose the shot, and I was like body sliding or whatever. Um, I actually didn't have the energy to even body slide. I think I was too busy uh, bailing out of bailing out of water. But yeah, the Punisher just being like, just detonate it, get out of here, jack off, and also do two damage to her just like without her. You know, it was awesome. It's mm. like, but sometimes you get rid of it so that they can't throw it. It's mm-hmm. like he's just one of those models that just kind of like, oh, it's such a clutch ability, like. Even if it does no damage, all it does is just give you line of sight. Because that was the other thing. He blew up a building that did no damage to nobody, but it did give me LOS to uh, Crimson Dynamo with mm-hmm. Cable. So I was like, I was like, oh, thank you, dude. Because like, yeah, <laughs> any time Cable doesn't have to move, he's so happy. Uh-huh. He's, but yeah. I kind of love him in like wide list as well. Like he's just a model that can randomly just, like end up spiking and hitting way above his weight class. He's just super sufficient, self sufficient. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like being able to be self sufficient in a wide list and also being able to like take out a four when you're not supposed to as a three mm. is like such a valuable thing. Well, I would, I would do like a contest. I would see like how many threes can do an attack consistently that he does. You know, the- yeah. Uh, he does it more consistently than than the Iron Fist, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot of models because, like I said, you get those. Like I look at that, and I'm just like, that attack is not what is it, it says a seven dice, but it, that attack is mm-hmm. ten, is a, a nine or ten dice attack because you you get the tokens. But it's like it's range five, and even if it is that seven a pierce, like a, yeah. a seven die attack With that's range five and a pierce is gross. Like I actually want to put him in that mystique list i played mm-hmm. after that because like with cyclops a hit, super huge range frank gets some big range mm-hmm. like i can be like super obnoxious well i think that's just one of those again if you're in the big boy meta he's like a if you're trying to go wide against big boys mm-hmm. this guy's like slot him somehow in yeah because he punish he's the punish. i mean he's literally punish- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's such a massive amount of dice that like um and i forgot about that he had three hammers i remember that game i was like kind of it was like i was like Kibitzing, but I wasn't processing that he had three hammers. So I was like, why was he rapid firing when he could rapid yeah, fire? Yeah, because the rapid fires were seven dice yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're nasty. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But that, that dynamic, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, just on a three every turn pumping a, a seven bang with like a pierce is so good. Yep. And I then did. if he ever has damage, he could do it twice for some reason. Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah potentially. Yep, for sure. The other thing that's really gross about him is he's six health. Yep. Like, that's such a good thing on threes. Like, if you look at a three and you're like, it's six health, you usually are like, ooh, this probably needs to be played. Like, I've, I kind of discovered that. So, with Josh gushing, though, about him, do you think that my Dormammu with him and then all the twos, are you starting to believe? Uh, no, but only because I think Dormammu is probably best with models that really make use of the extra power generation. And I don't think that that most of the twos do. But if you can put together a list that has him and all the twos and those two, you show me those twos do gen- use the power generation, mm-hmm. then okay. Hmm. I told you we can play, we can play on TTS. Yeah. I mean, I can bring, you can just use my Dermama if Dermama, you want. Yeah. yeah. And then proxy all the twos. We might have all the twos 
between us all, rocket. we might have all the twos. Maybe Rocky of Rocket? Nope. Uh, I mean, I, maybe I, by Black Friday. I don't think I'm playing Rocket. Gotcha. I think the twos I'm playing are like uh, Wongers, Akoi, Black Widow. Uh, I kind of hate you. Maybe. <laughs> I hate Wong and Akoi with them. Well, Akoi can use her bodyguard right away because of yeah. the thing, and Black or, um, Wongers can just be handing out additional power yeah. to Dormammu. Or to Punisher. Or to Punisher, but you probably Dormammu. <laughs> and he's healing yeah. and doing all this shit. Yeah, sure. So, like, those two are fine. And then what did you say? Black? See, Black Widow is just like, what was she doing with the power? I don't know, retaliating and running away <laughs> and stuff, yeah. throwing, throwing some darts. I probably yeah. Bullseye's in there, too. And then you... Uh, yeah, Bullseye seems fine. I'm pretty sure all those guys have something to do with their power. Maybe. The we'll have thing, to test it out. The cute thing about the list is that you're collecting the free energy because all your guys in attrition are giving Dormammu power for getting beat up. Mm-hmm. And then the Punisher is also collecting them tokens. Yeah. He's getting those payback yeah. tokens. No, I mean, he's like Ghost Rider in the sense that the wider your list is, the mm-hmm. better his ability gets. Yeah. I'm just curious if, like, you take Blade into Dormammu and just kill him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that's the scary thing. Blade killing Dormammu. Does that happen? It's Doctor Strange that kills Dormammu. Hmm. Potentially. I mean, the biggest thing about him is, like, he doesn't have super defensive stuff. No, right? yeah. He got a koi. That's oh, but a koi. I guess he does have the pushback thing, right? Like, when he's when he's damaged, he actually can push you back. I think so. Yeah. I haven't spent a lot of time studying Dormammu's card, I'll be honest. Which you don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's my gushers. Oh, yeah. Um. So I've got, like, a core three that I'm just going to, like, just talk about, but everyone knows them. Like, Mystique, Toad, Jug. Like, boo. Not, those boo, are, those boo are, this man. Just be quiet. Listen, I've yeah. finished. They're all awesome. And they deserve to be I gushes. Have, but I have core three, too. I'd love to talk about my gushes. All right. Well, we'll come back to you. Boo. Um, but the two I want to talk about, uh, the first one up is Beast. So I tried Beast out for the first time. Mm-hmm. That dude is so fast. Like, holy cow, is he fast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it feels so good playing. You're like, whoa, I was able to contest like all but the way across the board. He is a medium move, medium base, right? Yes. Okay. That's fast. Though, uh, you know, yeah. I, I mean, mean, it actually is. You've clearly never played Web Warriors before. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you're right. But my <laughs> point being is like, but he's also has like six health and he's fast and he kind of just like randomly is like this goofy objective player who is like you're like oh it's not gonna have a ton of output like he's gonna leave me alone or whatever mm-hmm. but he kind of ends up doing a lot of work like in these like obje- other objective runner matchups which i loved like his his baser instincts throw is only two power he's like he's like the literal opposite end of the spectrum of uh the punisher for type of like effect yeah. on games because he's all over the place and a little bit fighty and a little bit controlly and a little bit tanky. Yep. So he's like, yeah, he's but he's a kind of a yeah he's a model with a plan. Like he wants to play the game as opposed to Punisher wants to like kill the game. Yeah, he wants to be an objective runner. When I was playing him in an objective like an objective based list, he was awesome at it, right? And yeah. like randomly can get in on stuff fast and really in on turn one to kind of start creating weird scenarios for your opponent to be like, oh man, like now I have a beast sitting next to something I did not expect to be there right and then he can like throw in other things and potentially just do a bunch of damage and then to get him off a point can be super annoying with the um the stars and garters right where he just keeps free rolling defensive dice if he's got the power mm-hmm. and he kind of becomes self-sufficient with like uh generating extra power with the skulls on his rolls every once in a while 
So he's just kind of neat. Like I didn't expect him to do that. And on paper, I was kind of like, ew. Like I don't like, I like him that much. But when you want to, when you're kind of playing a wire list and want to do some objective running, man, like I think he's awesome at that. I have more respect for Beast than I ever did before. Not in the game, but in terms of I used to think of him as Kelsey Grammer. But now that I've been watching, <laughs> now that I've been watching the uh, the X Men cartoon, I'm just like, oh, this Beast dude is pretty sweet. Like he's pretty, uh, he's pretty hilarious, and he's always cutting people down, and I love it. <laughs> dude, I think with Bump, he's actually really nasty too. Sure, because he also on his spender he puts out bleed automatically, um, and he can do like more movement off of that. So, like, that can kind of be, like, a nice combo with Blade, but him with Bump would be insanely, insanely fast, too, for, like, objective running. Just, like, get into the other team's, like, back objective, like, immediately. I do play medium models with medium moves. Yeah? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but I think Beast would be good because he only mm. costs three points. Mm. Mm. That's true. And he's six health and he's got, like, those defensive capabilities. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, like, the way he, like, looks on paper doesn't play out like in game he's just better in game for some reason i don't know how to describe it but like with just the throws and the controls and the def- defensive capabilities mm. always just overperforms what you think he's gonna do some players are just faster with pads on sorry mm-hmm. football joke uh, gotcha <laughs> i understood it was a football joke i yeah. just had never heard it before mm. and okay. wasn't sure when to laugh mm-hmm. so yeah i just had a good <laughs> i just had a good game with them that was part of it too like sometimes you guess when you have a good game and you just like did a lot i was like dang okay like he's got some legs um mm-hmm. and then my other gusher man this guy kicks butt it's cyclops again mm-hmm. wait have you gushed cyclops already i think so I thought I told you he never, did. never to gush Cyclops. Yeah, I, I, I have a three pack too, though that I gush about. All right. uh, well, let yeah, me finish yeah. gushing about Cyclops. Well, no, you said after you did your little three pack plus. This uh, is my you. You can gush you uh, after my gushing. I'm not done gushing. Well, I feel like it should only be one gusher, one flusher. But yeah, whatever. No, I got two. If they perform. So, anyways, Cyclops again perform like an absolute monster. Both my games, he ended up like I think in my game versus Josh, he won the game for me. <laughs> he and he did. He knocked out. He knocked out Punisher. Dropped all those tokens and won me the game. Cyclops did get to live the Cyclops dream, which was the ability to stand at the back of You're the table and never be attacked by anything and just blast blade the just whole double, game. Double blast nice. blade the whole game. I do yeah. like blasting blade. <laughs> I took the Colin playbook and said. I'm just killing Blade. That's the only thing I want to do that game. Mm-hmm. And Cy- that Cyclops was a guy. I mean, has uh, has Midnight Suns ever won when Blade's been taken out? Probably not. I don't. Th- I don't think so. I probably it's a good strategy. Not. I probably yeah. have not won a game that I lost Blade, but I don't lose Blade very often. So mm, it's happened. It's, it's not a huge. It's not a huge sample size. But in another game, so he was actually like solid in that game because he had to do his own thing. I also do love when he gets the counterattack thing off. That's pretty cheeky. That feels really good when you roll your five defense dice and then you do damage to them when they're attacking you. Oof, <laughs> yeah. that feels good. Yeah, I found out about that on my uh, Siege of Darkness turn. <laughs> With Blade. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> Blade threw a four dice attack and I had five defensive dice plus cover. Mm-hmm. I like threw the glaive and he was like, okay, well now that you haven't dealt in, or like now I'm going to activate this ability. And I was no, like, I did what ability? Bef- I, did, I did it before your attack. I said, I'm going to do this quick draw ability. Yeah, yeah. And I explained like it had to be outside of two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is obnoxious. Like it's randomly defensive. Like every game I play, like even when I played with you with Hulkbuster, you kept like living through like so much garbage 
because mm. of like that and a bunch of other stuff. And then the hit and run stuff ends up being so relevant for contesting objectives and stuff as well. Like he's just been great. And then I think I played, I played him. But he's not your leader though. I know. If he actually just had a good leadership, that was the one thing I wished for Christmas was uh, give him an actual leadership. Yeah. Um, but in my game, um, first Chris I played uh, last week as well, he was able to, like I, I had an opportunity to knock two models out to really go up very hard in objective. And I just took the chance to uh, move up and do the full beam. I did the, no matter the cost for two extra. So I did it. Uh, I just needed two and he was able to do like one damage and two damage and like completely swung the game in my favor by scoring like seven in one round because of doing that. And like just having the ability to hit multiple models with that beam is so massive and like you can change a lot of stuff in a, in a game and just have like extra action economy. So I don't know. He's been awesome to play. He's actually kind of weirdly starting to be a crutch. As as funny as that sounds. Mm-hmm. All right, Nigel, go ahead with your three pack. That you said you didn't have gushers before, but now you do. Yeah, I do. Uh Hulk, <laughs> Doctor Voodoo, and Black Cat. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man, gush guys, away. Gush. Such a good three pack. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've seen you put those models on the table in Yeah. It was more relevant when Months. he was talking about Juggernaut and Mystique. And yeah. <laughs> They're in my affiliation. That's why I didn't want to like... So They're all in affiliation. I wasn't in a gust. Like, mm-hmm. are, is Hulk in... They're either all Defenders or Avengers. One of the two. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Black Cat is the one. She might be a Defender. Is she's a not defender? a Defender. No. She is an Avenger, though, isn't she? No, she's not. Okay, then she's not in the same. Oh, she's yeah. not in affiliation with all. She's in, like, Midnight... She's in A-Force. Is it Midnight Suns? She's in Midnight Suns, Criminal Syndicate, A-Force, yeah. Web Warriors. A-Force and Web Warriors, yeah. So yeah. I'll say one last thing about Cyclops. <clears throat> I always forget about... He is actually a field leader, though. So he does have that. When someone's within four, he can actually uh, make them move a short, mm-hmm. which is actually super relevant. I always forget about that. Yeah, no, it's super good. Yeah. I've never seen it happen. Too busy blasting. He's too busy blasting. <laughs> yeah. I actually am too busy blasting. I've, in my games with him, I'm like, I've used it once, and it was to great effect, uh, but I generally can't. I'm too busy trying to, like, furiously build power. If you want to use that beam, you're not, you're yeah. not, you're not you're being like, a field leader. Yep. Anyways. All right. Those are my two. How about flushers? Colin, you got a flusher? Crap, I had one. Come back to me. I can go. I'm ready. All right. Is it Cyclops? Nope. <laughs> guess. I think you might be able to guess. Who your flusher is? Yeah. Are you flushing Moon Knight? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm flushing Gambit. I flushed him once oh. before. Yeah, you didn't even play him. Yeah, you didn't play I him. Played, I played him against Chris. Oh. Um, and I was actually thinking about playing him against you, and thank God I didn't. Because <laughs> I was able to, uh, we had a little choice between 17 and 18. And I was like, oh, I'll play 17 and give Gambit another try. Well, I'm glad I didn't that because mm-hmm. I got Cyclops in instead of uh, Gambit. Yeah. But, man, it just it just doesn't work. I don't know what it is. Like, I think maybe if his builder was range four, like his other card throw, I think that would help him dramatically. But his, like, two, three, four, like, ranges and also having just be a huge power sink, I think maybe I just have to play him with Magneto to get, like, what you want to do with him done because he needs so much power to even work, like, correctly. Yeah. I feel like a lot of his card is predicated on his wild triggers and his ability to 
trigger the wild trigger, but then he needs power to do that. He needs power to do it, and he's so dependent on doing it. Maybe if he got, like, one free one a turn, that could make a huge difference. Mm. And also, too, like, you need to hit to get the wild in the first place, so you're, like, it's not stacking up, like, how you typically want it. So, I don't know. Mm. It just seems like it's just too much. It's too much power sink, like, not enough payoff. And then he also just kind of just, like, a three that just dies, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's my stink. He's my flusher. Stinker. Okay. Colin, do you remember? My yours? flusher is Iron Fist. What? Yeah, fuck that guy. Get Whoa. out of here. Put all the all those activation tokens on my my shit. <laughs> oh yeah, you're just doing it out of bitterness, <laughs> not because you played him. Out of bitterness. I want my Angela to actually be able to activate. I didn't even play Iron Fist this week. You did against me. Against my Angela. Oh, I did. I did activate her twice. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. I activated her twice and dealt like two damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really annoying. Yeah. It is annoying. I get Game that. would have been a lot better had I just been able to kill Iron Fist, but yeah, I just couldn't kill Iron Fist. It would not have been as close if Angela had two additional activations. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you yeah. play No Matter the Cost? I didn't. I had yeah. it, but I didn't have to. No matter the cost. Oh, nice! Because we were playing on uh, whatever the one that gives you power is—not cubes, but the secure that gives you power. The infinity formula. Yeah, Same. infinity formula. So he was like uh, gaining. We had something else that gave power. What else did we have? Did we have cubes? Maybe it was cubes in infinity formula. Because he was gaining. No, he was only gaining three power a turn. And he gains two already. But yeah, he's he was gaining three power a turn. Gotcha. Plus like cheese strike and whatever. So yeah, he yeah. was just getting there. Yeah. Wow. If you accelerate his power gain, he gets he gets to it pretty quick. So But I hear you only get to do it maybe once per game. And then Uh I would say fifty well, I would say thirty percent of my games he does does it twice. Probably like fifty percent it's once. And then probably like twenty percent, he doesn't get it off because he just gets like. If he gets in a good matchup, I can see him getting two. Yeah, yeah, which it is de- it definitely yeah. happens. Yeah. Oh, I think that's I'll, what I'm saying. Like thirty percent of my matchups, I probably get two off. Yeah, I think if he just gets in that nice matchup where he's like just has the martial artist and he's blocking a bunch, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll for sure just get a couple of power from being swung at, and then. Well, it's like this decision. Like if they come into him with long range attacks, like range four or range five, it can be bad news for him, but. There's not like a ton of those out there. So Cyclops. <laughs> uh if uh if they gotta come into him with his physical or energy within range three, like that expert martial artist definitely just So good. It's real good. Yeah, yeah. you got you could play some dickhead list that's got him and OG Strange. That is so tilting. I don't know if that's ever happened to you guys where OG Strange does a spender on you and it activates yeah. your model. I have played that list. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> that is so annoying. Uh, what's great about it is as long as I'm in Midnight Suns, I can take Bats the Ghost Hound, which is a card that lets me take a, any die oh, result and yeah. flip it to whatever I want. So, like, I can, it's a lot, it's a lot easier to force Strange's trigger that, like, it puts the activated token out. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I had that happen in a game where I had to kill Black Cat. You know, I was, like, winning. And if I just kill, not Black Cat, uh, Black Widow. And she was trying to run away with an objective. And Colossus was, of course, the guy randomly doing it. And, yeah, Strange was like, boop, Spender, and, like, just activated me. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, he's not going to kill me because I'm Colossus. Because you're Colossus, yep. No, he's just going to activate me. It's like, oh, my God, that was brutal. 
Doctor the, Strange doesn't kill models. He pushes them away yeah. and activates them. Does he need three triggers? He need it's a crit hit wild. Gotcha. So it's like at How least many dice. Uh, it's a seven dice attack. Didn't okay. he like legit kill Thor and Wong in our game? With I know he killed Wong. With Doctor, him, Doctor Strange. Oh. Uh, yes. He, Thor survived the whole game, but Strange kept pushing him to where he wasn't like yeah. relevant. You had to run back in with him every mm-hmm. turn. But yeah, it, that, that that flank was Wong and Thor versus Ghost Rider and Strange, and Ghost Rider like went in, put three damage on Wong, and died. <laughs> I think that's a win for you, Colin. <laughs> fully died. Yeah, yeah, like fully yeah. died. And then Strange just handled that side. Well, I kind of did. Like you not play the Ghost Rider card? I didn't. Oh, okay. It was only for I only had a four wide list. Gotcha, gotcha. And yeah. uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah. I also thought Colin was gonna bring Sentinel Prime, which he intended to do till he realized yeah. he couldn't build a list legally. Be, yeah. Uh, uh, Affiliation is hard to get when you uh, have four models. So I took the um, the one I was once again trying to play Ghost Rider's card the. Uh, uh, drag the drag, drag, drag me to hell or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he like, so I, I was highway to hell. Yeah, highway to hell. That's it. So I was trying to play that once again into the Sentinel Prime, where I could just like ride him into the back corner of the table and then ride away again. Uh, but he didn't play Sentinel Prime because it wasn't an affiliation. And then I had that card, and it just like once again didn't come up because it's a hard card to play because he has to start within one. Yep. Also, why? Like, I don't know why. I just feel like Ghost Rider is like the hardest model to kill in the game. He's not, and he's really not. No, I mean it's good to have physical attacks go into him. Yeah, which generally what I play is physical attacks. Yeah. For some reason, I have this like notion that he's unkillable. No, he's not remotely unkillable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like I've gotten to the point. It's actually so bad that I just don't even attack him. Yeah, I, I I've even, noticed. Yeah. I only assumed that you did in that game because I didn't have deal with the devil. But whenever I have deal with the devil, you're just like Ghost Rider is the last model I'll attack, and I'm like. That's like every, <laughs> almost every game. It's not even like a deal of the devil. I just think he's unkillable. Because like in my head, that's like Ghost Rider. That's like he should be unkillable. Right. And then like he's not. No, he's apparently. just he's just 15 health with a 3-4-4. Four, four, and yeah. that's it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's tanky. He's got eight health, right? He can take some hits. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's still like, yeah, he still goes down. He does. Yeah, if you're swinging big physical dice and throwing stuff at him, he can for sure go over. Yep. Or even just putting a few shots into him. Take him down. He's size three, right? He's size three. No, he can probably get cover a lot, though. Not on our tables. You say we don't play with any four or fives. Oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so Iron Fist is Collins Flusher because he's actually gushing about him for me yeah that was yeah (laughs) indirect gush yeah yep flush Uh (laughs) that's a flush okay uh i don't know that i have any flushers trying to think if anybody i was thinking earlier this week and nothing like really sprung to mind as a model that i mean i could flush Moon Knight again, but there's no reason. It's the same thing that I have said multiple times, which is he's boring and average. Just flush Electra. But I didn't, have never played with or played it's against like, Electra. Let's everybody's be default. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Electra Let's see. Iron Man was pretty garbage. Didn't do anything. That's crazy. He was he was sweet. Iron Man was sweet. Nah, he's awful. Get him out of here. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I might. Would be strange. Meh. I mean the the only model from our our games, Colin, that I would flush would be uh, Ghost Rider because he put three damage on Wong and died. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, but like you know, it's one game. It's one game. It's Ghost yeah. Rider. He he's, earned, was, he's earned some leeway. That was like the Wong who's been really reading up. He was reading up. Yeah, I hate Montessi. Like I always just get absolutely blasted on Montessi. I just blasted by it. Yeah. Those books always screw me. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. That one time you played Sentinels and there was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just... That's like the big reason why I play uh, Montessi almost every time I take Avengers is because I end up not taking enough uh, energy uh-huh. like attacks. And I'm like, uh-huh. just, let's just hope. We, can <laughs> we get some energy <laughs> attacks added on And here. that's really annoying for Blade. It's like, oh, yeah. Montessi, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, so Montessi comes with Strange, I think. Uh-huh. This is like the character packet came, came in. Yeah. So, like, of course, I'm like, oh, this is my, like, this has <laughs> got to be like a, a Midnight Suns friendly one. I'll play it. And then, like, I played it and I was like, oh, why am I giving my opponent energy tags? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. So, drop that like pretty quick. Beams. It's like beam three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nigel, do you have any flushers? No. Okay. All right. Well, is that a cast, gentlemen? Probably. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, even though you're listening to this five days in the future from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, check out our Discord. Come in there. We're going to yeah. drop a link with this podcast. Yeah, we're getting people. People are in, and they're joining, and yeah. uh, we're, we're having super fun, sexy conversations. Yeah, I'm getting chatty. I'm being a chatty Kathy in Real there. chatty Kathy. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, in that case, you guys know what it means. See you next Tuesday.